Welcome to Critapocalypse, episode 185. I actually looked it up before this episode, probably still got it wrong. And how the fuck are you doing? Hmm? In the grand fuckery of life, how are you doing? Yeah. I've got some news this week. Have you? We're going to start with some news in Critapocalypse, episode 185. We're going to start with some news. News that will interest you as a diehard racist. Mel Gibson's back. He's back in, in the new- form. Pardon? In pog form. No, not in pog form. Not no. yet. Pez form, maybe. No, um, he's back alongside Mark Wahlberg in the oh. drama that God told Mark Wahlberg to make, yeah. Father Stu. Oh. I haven't watched the trailer, but so I they assume beat up it's... Asians, I think that's what the plot is. Uh, no, it just... I, I don't know what it's about. I just thought it'd be funny to mention the fact that Mel Gibson's back. Mel Gibson, a man who used to have one of the... one of the biggest careers in Hollywood threw it all away to say some horrendous shit to his ex-wife, to a policewoman, and just general racism. He's a fucking horrendous human being. But he was one of the biggest stars in Hollywood at one point. Like, he yeah, could he have made done a Jesus movie, so... Anything. Yeah, and then and he lost his fucking mind. forgiven. Isn't it funny that Jim Caviezel lost his mind as well? No. No? No? You don't think so? No, it's predictable. Really? Because he did a Jesus movie? Because he hangs out with... Mel Gibson... <laughs> Do you remember there's a period of time after he did The Passion of the Christ where he couldn't get work, so he was doing, like, weird... He like... couldn't get work before Passion of the Christ. <laughs> he was a... He did it. No, didn't he? He do... was a guy who's just, like, also in films. What, no, what was the film we did with Dennis Quaid? <clears throat> where it's like, my dad's in a radio. What, White Noise? No, that was that was Michael Keaton. And mm. that was the, my dead wife's yeah, in a radio. White Noise too. No, that was Nathan Fillion. And that was my dead wife's also in a radio. <laughs> No, he did uh, the one where Dennis Quaid's like, I'm in the past talking to my son about baseball. Oh, what was it? What was the fucking film? Field Frequency. Of, Field of Dreams. Frequency. No, Field of Dreams was Kevin Costner, Ray Liotta, and James Earl Jones. Signs. Signs was Mel Gibson, Jacqueline exactly. Phoenix, no. and... Joaquin Phoenix. Jacqueline Phoenix, and also starring um, M. Night Shyamalan as uh, himself. I always yeah. say Shamalama Ding Dong because I can never fucking remember how to say M Night. M Night. M Night. M Night. Like, motherfucker. M Night Shamalam. M Night. Shamalam. Jesus, though. Like, when you think of all, like, like, even, even, like, even people like, uh. Even people like, yeah. No, even yeah, people. Yeah. <laughs> you got a trainer for? Even people like John Wayne kept it together. No, he didn't. He tried to beat up a freaking Native American. Yeah, but it wasn't the end of his life when he like started going proper, properly crazy racist and insane and horrible. But like, just to not even be able to keep it together to maintain their career. Like, even Vince Vaughn's kept it together this whole time. And he's like super right wing. Like. He knows if he does anything, people will bring up his penis thumb. His what? His penis thumb. His penis thumb? Yeah, he's got a weird thumb. Looks he's, like a cock. He's got a weird cock thumb? Yeah, like there's a little... There's, he's got the tip of it missing, but it's like a little groove in the middle. Oh! And half his nail's missing. How did that happen? Um, some accident when he used to work in a factory or some shit, I don't know. Oh, Jesus. But um, yeah, it looks like a cock. Oh. Like a weird malformed cock. That's weird. Mm. Oh, and also uh, Amber Heard, Johnny Depp. Don't care. The ultimate Smackdown. Don't care. Whoever wins, we all lose. <laughs> They're both abusive to each other. I don't know why people feel the need to take sides. Yeah, but the um, Johnny Depp PR spin's being pushed out as much as possible. Yeah, right I now. know, but like they're both really terrible people, and people are like, 
Like, they decide to take... Why can't we all just, as a society, and we live in a society, as per Joker, yeah, can't we as a society say, people that are bad to people, regardless, they're both probably in the bin. I mean, yeah, she's more attractive than him. To me, anyway. They're going to replace her in Aquaman 2. <laughs> with, with who? Tig oh, No, Teresa. Tig No, no, no. What's the girl from Warm Bodies? No, Tig because it's no. funny. Yeah, well, that'd be, that would be funny. Yeah. <laughs> We've got to go, the dead. They We've got to go to Atlantis or something. It's either Tig or Christopher Plummer. No. Like, they, one or the they, other. They, no, they replace her with Chris D'Elia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's his redemption arc. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to try and redeem him. The Elisance. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we all know he was a paedophile because he played a paedophile in Workaholics. <laughs> We've had time to adjust to the idea he can't be on stage with kids. It was method acting. <laughs> it was method acting. Oh, yeah, so uh, the Ezra Miller story's got an update. <laughs> I don't care. I do not care. No, but you do. Your theory was that he'd gone method and he was he was getting ready to play the reverse flash yeah. by being a real life villain in Hawaii. No, no, no. He that's not Ezra Miller. That's that is the that's reverse, the reverse flash. Reverse Ezra. That's yeah. reverse Ezra. Yeah. Ezra Miller. <laughs> so you believe Which is spelled he's R's. Oh no, it's R's. It's R's Rillam. R's Miller. <laughs> but um, yeah, what is he, they've lost their mind because it's they, they them, gender gender fluid, aren't they? Non-binary. I, I don't. Fucking so it's know. they them. But yeah, um, Ezra has officially lost their damn mind, and they've gone on fucking rampages around Hawaii now, and apparently thrown something at a woman's head. Fucking hell, the world's gone mad. Mel Gibson's back. Ezra reverse Ezra Miller's out there destroying the world. He's gonna get back in time, and kill Ezra Miller's mum. Ezra Miller's oh, mum. Yeah, he's going to get back in time and kill his mum in front of him and then get his dad put in prison. In front of them, you just made a big point. Them, shit, fuck's sake. God, oh, yeah, I don't know, man. Sorry, I'm very tired today. All right, okay, and you review first, go. No, wait, is it you first? I don't have a clue. I didn't even get a chance to look at the um, last week's, the two weeks ago's friggin' reviews. Let me look for you. I'm pretty sure that you're Do you want me first. to look? Because I can just nah, bring, okay, it. No, I can just bring it up on Open bring it up Office. On and, you know, it's, I can it's, just bring it up on here. Look, uh, it's very simple. It's just literally, look, without playing it, it's you first. Is it? Yeah. Because last time well, I started... Because I reviewed Kamen Rider Cougar. Yeah, yeah. Famous. That was me last yeah. week. All right, well, and I'll start off with an ambiguous, uh, nice, open... <laughs> Open little review that we can both have a quick discussion about. Um, Doctor Strange 2 is coming up. Are you going to review uh, Jimmy Savile again? Yeah. Doctor Strange 2 is coming out in, in a week. Directed yeah. by directed yeah. by the the horror auteur, Sam Raimi. He's done more than just horror films. Fuck you! <laughs> Sorry. I don't mean to raise my voice and my pitch. Um, but quick he, in the Dead. Yeah. Well, G.I. Um, Jane. Did he do G.I. Jane? Yeah, G.I. Jane, Sam Raimi. Yeah. No, it's not. It is. No, it's not. It is Sam Raimi. No, it is not. G.I. Jane is not Sam Raimi. You're a fucking liar. And I can't believe I'm Googling this. Ridley Scott, you son of a bitch. Same person. I... <laughs> no, they aren't the same person. Anyway, no. in preparation for the new... For not only, not only the new Doctor Strange, but also there's a new Evil Dead film out this year that people keep forgetting about. 
because Evil Dead Rise is coming out this year. It's coming out on HBO Max soon, I believe in the next month or so. But also he's directed Doctor Strange. And so I thought I would go back and, as I have done many times in my life, I would watch Evil Dead 2, 1 and Army of Darkness in that order. Why in that order? Because that's the order I saw them when I was a kid. And it's also interesting to see them that way. Because it's like, you watch Evil Dead 2, right? Where it basically tells the plot of the first one, but with just two people. And then you watch Evil Dead, and it's kind of like a movie version of that first film. You know, done with like a micro-budget, like an indie film version of that film. And then You're you saying watch, um, Evil Dead is like a movie version of Evil Dead? No, it's like it's like an in-universe movie. Is it? Yeah. No. Yeah. 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 Yes, it is. That. Anyway... So, uh, so I watched Evil Dead uh, 2, 1 and 3. Evil Dead 2 leads directly into Evil Dead 3. I watched Evil Dead 2, 1 and 3, Ant. Yeah. Um, and my feelings about them haven't changed. They're brilliant movies. A lot of fun. They're really good. Uh, but I just couldn't get enough of that. Couldn't get enough of that Ash character. So I also watched Ash versus Evil Dead, which you saw me watching a couple of times you walked in. Yeah, you were asleep about. when it was on for a few hours. A couple of hours, yeah. yeah you're there. really bad at watching Here stuff. and there. You know, I just got a quick nap in. I was like, I don't know what's happening. going to get a nap. Mm. Um, and yeah, like, <coughs> when that series finished, I reviewed the whole series and I said that, you know, I don't think I've ever seen anything where they, they so masterfully continue on that character in a way that makes sense. Like, they grow a little bit, but at the same time, there's still that same horrendous human being just sort of, somehow surviving all these situations but being very competent at surviving um and uh, and god damn it i love evil dead too <laughs> how do you feel about the evil dead trilogy i mean i grew up on them you grew up on them well i watched evil dead when it was still banned oh really yeah my first watching was a bootleg video oh nice yeah i um i first saw it in like 96 yeah i was watching it long before then yeah i first saw it in 96 and it was my friend and me used to trade videotapes we stole off our parents, and I had the big box. Such as buttfucks, let's go nuts. Yeah, buttfucks, let's go nuts. I can't even say that today. I had the big box um, Return of Living Dead. You remember the old suspended cassette, like it basically was sitting in the middle of the box, and there'd be like a centimetre of space around the videotape where it sat in the middle. Mm. I had one of those of Return of Living Dead. He had Evil Dead in the awesome cover with the green lady reaching out. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, yeah, we traded them. And I've got. You've got the Necronomicon, haven't you, for the yeah, second one? Yeah, it's falling apart, can't touch it. Is it the second one you've got? No, first one. I only got the first one, oh. a bit like that. But yeah. you can't touch it. It's, no, because the silicon dies. It's like it's so fucking rotten. Literally, last time I touched it, I just tapped it and it flaked. It was like the whole thing crumbled. Yeah. But I've got the um, the other version as well, the one that's in a cardboard slipcase, the black cover. That oh, one's, yeah. That's the widescreen version. The, that's also the version where they take out that <clears> cameo by... Um, and I think it's got the digital adjustments to some stuff like this got the moon they replace the moon so it merges into yeah, the shot and there's like, like a, and... when they're driving up to the cabin there's a shot of like a hitchhiker mm. it's one of the rainy brothers that's got like a weird little cameo where he's just standing there and for some reason some shots in some versions well all versions apart from like two dvd versions they've removed that even in the 4k releases they got rid of it there's different cuts there's two different cuts of the film oh, okay. like well, the main Maybe. cuts because the original 16 millimeter one was cropped to widescreen but then there's a full unmasked version which is the one most shot, people have seen because that's the one they put they? on um, DVD on video. They shot on like sixteen millimeter film, didn't they? Eight millimeter. Was it eight? Jesus. Anyway, yeah. so um, Evil Dead. For those who don't know, somehow, 
was Samurai Moon a bunch of friends? 16. I can't remember. It was shot in a really low-grade film and yeah, upscaled. I think it was 16 because they used to shoot on 8mm and then when they got funding for that, they wanted to shoot on like a proper mm. film stock. So they went to 16. They may have even gone to 35, but I think that, to be fair, like, although although this is constantly changing the amount that actually they had available to make the film, because I think at one point it was like, what, five grand and then all the way up to 150 and then someone else said it ended up being closer to a million to make it and all this other shit because of all the crowdfunding and shit they did in their local town and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, really simple story. A bunch of people go to a cabin, they find a tape recorder. It's a professor reading an ancient book that he found. He's doing it in the woods so that, you know, he's, he's in the woods with his family. He's read this out and it has, it has brought demons about that possess the bodies of the living. And the only way to stop those demons is to completely hack them to fucking pieces. It's the perfect horror movie plot because it's nice, simple, and it just gives you a, a great outline. It's like everyone can be a killer. Everyone can be a victim. You know, potentially anyone is the demon and there could be multiples of them. Oh. And it's fantastic. It's really fun. Um, I, I was recently listening to the Blank Check podcast. This is kind of what brought me to rewatch them is the Blank Check podcast have been doing a series on Sam Raimi. And they did those films. And the second film, when they went to do the second film, Paul F. Tompkins is the person who helped Bruce Campbell write If Chins Could Kill. Um, which Taught became... him how to write. Just taught, <laughs> him, taught him all the words. He knows. No, basically, Paul F. Tompkins somehow became the person who sort of brought that to life. Oh, no, it was John Hodgman. Sorry. John Hodgman became the person who brought that sort of book to life and went touring with... You expect with... me to edit that to make it no. sound like you know what you And brought oh. Bruce Campbell like to these places and said, like, this guy's the king of the convention. He can tell these stories. And it gets the whole crowd going and like loads of publishers were like, yeah, but we don't really see how that's going to be... You know, how's that going to work in a book? You know, we don't really know if we're going to get that same energy. And then it went on to be massive. Like, it was one of the big, like, starting books of those B-movie style stars that maybe didn't have that level of fame because he was TV by then, like Briscoe County Jr. and Xena and he was in Hercules a couple of episodes He's as well. in a bunch of film. You kids today. You kids kids today. Um, He's in Congo. <laughs> yeah, he is in Congo. He's got a cameo in Congo as the husband. He's in Laura Dark... Lilly's he's in He's in one shot of Dark he Man. He's Shemp. But anyway, so... So um, they were talking about this, and and um, his voice is in Dark Man a few times actually. Yeah, it is. He does the screams, doesn't he? Because basically, it's more than that. there's a few lines of dialogue. He yeah, just he does, does Liam Neeson. <laughs> he does a Liam Neeson. Yeah, impression. Um, but basically, like the first film is very much them going. We've got this handsome friend who is who is like game to do all this shit, and he's done all these films with us, and he's this really nice guy who's who is able to do all this shit physically so let's let's just punish him a bit and they just basically the whole film is this house is trying to bully bruce campbell let's film some house trying to bully bruce campbell and do. He deserves it. in the okay. second film even more so than the first they are just basically bullying bruce campbell the whole movie like at one point they put him on that they've got like this camera rig design so he's like basically crucified to this camera rig and it's spinning him around in the woods. And it's just on a crane. I'm spinning him around and they're just filming it. Yeah. And it's incredible that, like, he was just so game to do this. <coughs> so anyway, first film, Cabin, Demons, Tape Recorder. They play a tape recorder, Demons come out, everyone dies except for Bruce Campbell. People are aware of how Evil Dead... Exactly. Evil Dead 2, same story again, but it's truncated to the, just the first... Well, no, it's not truncated, sorry. It's, it's, it's reduced down to just the first five minutes and it's just him and Linda in the cabin and it retells the story, but in a reduced way. Um, and then opens up to a different cast and basically Bruce ends... 
it it starts where the first one ended, but slightly different storyline. Um, and then the third one basically took forever to make. Like the third one, they did Darkman. Darkman did really well. Um, well, it was his biggest hit in the cinema at that time. Um, was also a really good hit on VHS. So he got the money to make Army of Darkness. But Army of Darkness couldn't be entirely connected to Evil Dead 2 because the rights, it was a different company, everything like that. So Army of Darkness, different company, bigger budget. And it shows. And again, it is all about punishing Bruce Campbell. He's this guy, Ash, who everything we've known about him so far is that he had a fiance, he chopped her to pieces, he had a new love interest, he chopped her to pieces, he gets a third love interest, he doesn't chop her to pieces. That's great. He's gross. learned his lesson. He's learned his lesson. Yeah. And he goes back back in time. Well, he goes back to his time and then works in a supermarket. Yeah. Because he's got no skills other than chopping up girlfriends. Well, since college, he's been yeah. stuck in cabins. And exactly. Stuff. For years. Yeah. Um, and then gone forward in time, back in time. Um, but yeah, the whole series is just them punishing Bruce Campbell and him just going with it and somehow coming out. Maybe not on top. Usually, sort of, either in the same place he started, or maybe a little worse off in some cases. And uh, and yeah, it's just it's a brilliant little story, and it continues into Ash vs Evil Dead. And I think it is potentially one of the best horror trilogies. I mean, I can't think of any other series that sort of had that same quality all the way through. That's retained it anyway. Like Jaws. <coughs> That's true. The Godfather trilogy. Yeah. yeah. Jaws 2, 3, and 4. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, you can't get a Jaws quadrilogy. Alien? You can't Aliens? get all four Jaws films in one box set. Alien Resurrection? They keep the first one separate. Do they? Yeah, you can, you can only get a box set of Jaws 2, 3, and 4. You can't get a box set of all four George films. That Jaws can't films. be true. They've got oh, to Really? That's fucking yeah. weird. But yeah, I don't think any... any. I don't think the trilogy's been pulled off quite so well. Like, I can't think of any horror, horror trilogy where it's retained it. I mean... They don't really try quality, do they? They're in horror trilogies. Yeah, most of the time it is just pumping out sequel after sequel. Yeah. Like, I mean, when you look at the other to series... To a good horror franchise, you've got six, seven years of just churning out low-budget films yeah. that can earn you enough money. Well, that's kind of funny because the film he made in between Evil Dead 2 and 3, <clears throat> and why didn't they just call it Medieval Dead like he wanted? I don't know, man. That's such a good title. But um, basically, Dark Man went on to have two director video sequels. Yeah. And they were both starring... Return of Durant and no, Die, no, Dark Man, Die. No, Die, Dark Man, Die is the second. Return yeah. of Durant, Durant yeah. is the first. I wasn't doing them in order. I was just yeah. saying what they are. With Arnold Vuslew as yeah. Dark Man. Yeah. Even though they could have had him played by anyone, even Liam Neeson again. <laughs> it's weird to think that Dark Man came out around 12 months before Schindler's List. It's a long time before she this. It's not no, 12 months before. It's literally a year. No, it's not. Yeah. Dark Man came out like no. fucking 1990. No. Yeah, it was. 92, I think. Schindler's List came out around the same time as Jurassic Park. Yeah, 93. Spielberg did the same films together. Dark Man. Dark, Dark Man's like 1990. Dark Man, Schindler's. There's quite a few years between them. No, because yeah. he must have been shooting Schindler's no. List after Dark Man. No. Liam Neeson was already established as a name by the time he did Schindler's List. Rob Roy had already happened. He'd already done Kroll, so let's face it, he was established long before then. No, your problem is, though. Dark Man was filmed in, like, 88, 89. No, it was filmed in the 90s. Yeah. It's 99. Anyway, needless... See, that's that's me being right. Whatever. Yeah. Don't get upset about this. You're wrong. But 
Liam Neeson. <laughs> Back to the Evil Dead trilogy. I can't think of a horror trilogy that's meant to maintain my quality. Knowledge of the Dark Man <laughs> film series. I'm going to watch them all. I'm going to review them next. Next. Ninety ninety. Wow. What did you say? <laughs> <laughs> UK release. UK release. You bring up the UK release, or at least the VHS release. Um, Evil Dead, the trilogy. I can't think of a horror trilogy that's maintained quality quite in the same way as this has. It really is great, and even even the remake is fucking solid. Yeah, I like the remake. And it's insane to think that like that isn't talked about more. Because even things like Aliens, you go Alien, Aliens, Alien 3, like, it's all over the shop with quality. I mean, Alien and Aliens are fucking great. They're fantastic films, but Alien 3 is just... Sam Raimi's IMDb doesn't have Doctor Strange listed as one of his films. The first one? No, the new one. Oh, right. In the, yeah, it's not listed on his directing credits. Are they just not doing it in chronological order? No. No, it goes... Fifty States of Fright, which was a TV show. He oh, the one with the golden arm. Yeah, um, the Black Giandola, which is an animated thing, I think. And then Ash vs Evil Dead, the one episode he did that. He only did the uh, beginning episode, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, first episode, yeah. Because he hasn't done a film for freaking what twelve years. Drag Me to Hell. Oh no, Oz, Oz the Great and Powerful was the last. Oh film, yeah, that it? was that was very much an Evil Dead film. Yeah. If you watch that, there's loads of fucking weird shots in that that. Are- spectacular fucking shots but it's just an awful film um, but yeah all in all oh, The Quick and the Dead fucking rad film yes The Quick and the Dead so I did watch The Quick and the Dead as well. sorry for anyone that's, that's on the fence about watching The Evil Dead trilogy because somehow you existed without watching everyone's it. seen The Evil Dead trilogy they're it's a so fucking mainstream fucking good they get Tom Atkins the film's been mainstreamed so into culture there's Funko good. Pops of fucking Evil Dead but here's the other thing right and I'm gonna this is this might be this might be a controversial opinion but I also think The Quick and the Dead is a Tom Atkins it is so fucking good and it is also Russell Crowe and Sharon Stone being just incredible but then on the flip side you've got well, Leonardo DiCaprio a whole shot through him and the camera's through the yeah heart. yeah <sighs> Um, but like, it's not just that. I watched it the other day. I forgot about the Russell Crowe fight he has. Cause you know, every fight he just gets one bullet. Mm. And he has that fight against Studded Horse, which is the guy who, who keeps getting shot. And he's like, I've taken three bullets in this arm, two bullets in this arm, a bullet in my leg, a bullet in my stomach. And he's like bragging about not being able to be killed. And he goes up against Russell Crowe in the shootout and Russell Crowe shoots him. And he thinks like, he, he's like, oh, don't I, I don't like killing and then the guy starts getting back up and the blind kid has to go through the bullets and find the right bullet to throw to him so he can finish him off and it's just fucking great Russell Crowe is so handsome in that film as well Sharon Stone's fucking incredibly attractive in it as well god damn what a great movie she's old enough to be your mother yeah but I don't want to bang my mum mm. she's just like Angela Rayner <laughs> Sharon Stone's very attractive still Anyway, your review. No, I've got a review. Sorry, do I, I get to review something after you just try to use one review to review multiple things? It's one series. Oh my god! Oh my god! <sighs> Go on then. Um, let's just quickly do Turnip Boy commits <sighs> tax evasion. So good, isn't it? <laughs> it's all right. It's pretty fun. Um, it's got got technical issues, but it's basically a f- game about a little turnip who's committed tax evasion, allegedly. Um, yeah, he rips up the document that tells me as, and by the mayor onion, normal stuff, and then Turnip Boy has to go do a whole bunch of tasks for the mayor onion, in order to repay off his tax and stuff. He says if you do all this stuff, then you know the tax problem will disappear. 
And the game's sort of like a little light Zelda thing, doing yeah. fun stuff. Um, fucking hilarious game. Yeah. Really fucking funny. Like, right at the, early on in the start, when you, there's a blueberry, he's like, can you deliver these flowers to the strawberry? And the strawberry writes a love letter for the blueberry. And the only options you get when you get any document handed to you just is to it. read or rip up. So you just rip up the love letter. You, can, in front you of can read it and then rip it. Yeah. Which I like. Yeah, but you just rip the document up and throw it up. <laughs> um, and that runs through the whole game. You have to find all the tax documents to get the true ending, though, which I did. I, I got the true ending. Oh, okay. Well done. There's well two done. endings. Oh, is there? Yeah, at I least. Haven't, I haven't finished it there's yet. There's also you got to find all the hats. And there's more documents than just the tax documents. Yeah, no, I've um, got like stuff like I, I, I got... Um, I got someone's like P sixty. <clears throat> yeah, there's all sorts of stuff. There's, there's ton. You get like letters for um, that are written to people and yeah. all this sort of stuff. And like you know, the last letters as they're dying, just rip it up. Just, <laughs> all sorts, just fucking rip everything up. It's great. I love how often like the characters. If you talk to the characters after you ripped up something in front of them, and they're just like, "What did you do that for?" I like the fact that Turnip Boy has no dialogue. He um he has one he has does one word. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. If you um there's a girl who keeps talking like oo woo and anime shit and he just says stop. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only word he says in the whole Perfect. game. That is <laughs> it's just brilliant. But I do like the fact that like in this world tax evasion is you just get given a tax bill and you just go <laughs> it's like you commit tax evasion. Just tears everything up. Yeah. It's good stuff. But it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of backtracking and going back over places you push back which is what backtracking does, I guess. Um like it's, there's it's there's little... one that I couldn't where it said oh you need to go find someone's father who's in the freezer and I couldn't remember where that was so oh, I need right, to go yeah. find that it's a potato um, so there's a lot of like stuff where like you'll do something head off somewhere else you get the get a thing and it's like oh this must be for something else and you have to head all the way back it's not a particularly big game like the game oh. takes two hours to finish yeah. like um, it's not it's not there's like four dungeons effectively and. They're all pretty simple. Simple bosses, usual, you know, dodge out of the way, smack him a few times. Yeah, I've done all the bosses now. Oh, no, I've got one boss left. <clears throat> no. I managed to get, like, through most of it. Um, Have you not beaten the mayor yet? No, not yet. No? He's the last boss, isn't he? Yeah, maybe. Because yeah. I'm, I'm on to the... I've done the deer, I've done the cat thingy, and then I've done the first boss. The big mouse or whatever it was, the big rat thing. There's um, There's more stuff. Yeah, there's cause... like a whole, there's a whole what the real story is and where oh, right, the vegetables yeah. come from. And I um, do like the fact that you go into. I've just done the deer fight, and I like the fact that you go and they're like, "There's this goo everywhere. Go find out what it is." And you mm. get someone that's got a face, and you're like, "What's this?" this goo you become away? radioactive, after and then that. you start glowing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that comes into play in the next area. You yeah, because you go under into the hatch, don't you? You go into a, yeah. um, a bunker, and if you get near some barrels, stuff comes to life out of them. <laughs> Um, which becomes a thing you have to use. Oh, cool! It's a clever. It's clever. It's got some neat ideas. It doesn't overload with loads of items and stuff. It's no. all pretty straightforward, fun game. But like I say, it's it's got buggy problems. I had it crash the first time I went back to the mayor. Oh, really? After doing the first bit, um, and if you get the, the the frame rate was already a bit sort of dodgy. And it's on the Xbox One X. Yeah. Um, but if you get the DLC hat from because you have this hat to collect, this. yeah, collect the DLC hat from the mail. Whenever you go through the village for the rest of the game, the frame rate goes down to like seven frames per second. If that That's so weird. chugs along everything you do in that area, and it'll be a little bit slower around it as well in yeah. the areas connected to it. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's really weird. So I have to play the whole game. When if you go back to that area, and you have to go back there a lot, yeah. um, with the frame rate chugging, um. But no, it's, it's just a good little fun thing. It's cheap, it's on Game Pass. I say it's an easy 1,000 achievements, although apparently two of them are bugs, so you can only get 900 right now. Oh, really? That's another bug with the game. Yeah. Um, but, as soon as um, they unlock it, they'll just ping up, won't they? Yeah, I imagine so. There's like a 
couple of bonus things unlock when you finish the game. Oh, cool. But, um, there's like a basically like a roguelike mode thing. Oh, nice. Like you, a little um, dungeon thing. So sort of, you jump on a train and oh. you work your way through the train carriages and it just keeps getting increasingly more difficult and you fight bosses hmm. and you get tickets from the train which you can exchange for hats. Oh. To get more hats. That's very cool. Which, um, yeah. But there's all, all sorts of hats. I got a haircut. Nice. You end up with a pair of scissors stuck in your head. Um, you know, all sorts. Just, just, you know, just good silly fun. I like the little avocado that walks around. She's always around adventuring and all this sort of stuff, trying to discover things and making you go off and. Yeah, the one that's just like at the beginning of every dungeon, just like, <laughs> hey, guess what? And you're like, not again. Yeah. But uh, it's, it's a fine little game. I thought it was really good. Um, I don't know how much it is. A couple of quid. I kept thinking, well, no, on uh, Switch, it's like a 10 or 20 quid. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I kept looking, I kept looking at it because it kept going down. And it's such a great fucking title. Yeah. Just turn it, boy, avoid, uh, commits tax evasion. And I was like, I have, I just kind of want to want to know what this is like and what, what this plays like. And I didn't want to see any reviews because I heard it was short already. Because um, on Deku Deals, the one that tells you what prices mm. are going up and down, it tells you how long the game is and it only says two and a half to three hours. So I was like, I don't really want to spoil the game for yeah, myself. Paul, so Paul's like, been playing and he's done about three hours on it and he's got all the achievements except for the two that are locked. Oh, really? Um, and I've only done like two hours and I haven't done all I did was I'd had one run through the train thing and all yeah. that but um, I got both the endings though the fi- the final ending is quite fun the yeah. final boss battle there's an extra extra stage to it cool but yeah like the game I haven't had any of the technical issues but playing it on the series S is pretty smooth does it run at like 60 on the no. on X? really no it's freaking chugging along yeah. all over the place especially if you get that hat um yeah, it's like you don't even have to wear the hat for its chug. It's just something in the game code that's just fucked up. As soon as yeah. you get the hat, frame rate dies. Shit, in that area, it runs at like sixty on the Series S. So I, mm. maybe it's just get the hat, see what happens. I'll see what happens. I'll get the hat. <laughs> yeah, ruin that whole area. <laughs> ruin please. the game. Yeah. Um, it also stops the document ripping animation playing. Oh really? When you rip it, you hear the sound, but it just disappears instead oh, of seeing it split. That's half the fun. Yeah, because that's where the tears come from. Yeah. But um, no, Turn It Boy commits tax evasion. It's a you know just a fun little game. Don't know what these people are doing next. Don't know if they're doing what they're doing. Are they I'm called sure. Smoogoo or something? Yeah, game? I can't remember. Um, I don't remember a thing. What am I supposed to do? Research? I, I did Fuck see. Off. I did see a thing pop up for uh, Turn It Boy avoids ta- uh, uh, commits tax evasion too. Yeah. So maybe he commits more tax evasion. Maybe oh, he continues ripping up documents. I'd love to see Turn It Boy in papers, please. Who's like, someone gives you their passport, you just rip it. Yeah. And then hand it back to them. I'm like, I guess just I'm do not- the next one that's like a dead serious management sim <laughs> where you just have to like you know, cook the books and <laughs> No, it's like it's like, hey look, check it out, it's the birth certificate for my baby. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> a good fun time. Tony Boy handles more and more important documents. <laughs> Yeah, it is good. It's really fun. It's on Game Pass. That's, Unless that's... You, get, you get tickets for the train, but you don't get to rip the train tickets up. Oh, come on. you got to rip the stub off. Come on. That's a ticket needs to be ripped. Yeah. That, well, that, that one's good. got perforations. It's not as much fun. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. It's true. All right. Yeah. yeah. So, boy, yeah, this thing, it's out. It's out. It's on Game Pass. Download it. Oh, it's fuck whatever. Yeah. Fuck if it's yeah. on Game Pass, always <laughs> download it. Just get it. Get it fucking in ya. Um, all right. Uh, similarly... I played a little indie game. Played a little indie game, man. Played a game on the old Switch. Uh, I played Pathway. Pathway. Done all those. You know the people that did Wargroove? All right. Uh, Wait, is it the developers or the publishers? Because publishers, the I think. Publishers, yeah, they, they publish all sorts of stuff, yeah. and apparently they're bad. Oh, really? Yeah, apparently. They're bad, not good. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Good people. Yeah. Uh, 
well, Pathway looks a bit like Wargroove and plays a bit like Wargroove, but without the, but instead of it being like a um, Advance Wars style game, yeah. it is more like an XCOM style game. Mm. With uh, like a random roguelike style element in it, where you've got a map that is full of dots. So you've got like a like a load of dots covered all over the map, and the dots are in different places. And if you go to a dot, you'll have a random event. Some of them will be pre; they'll tell you ahead of time. Be like, this is a fight, this is a tent, so you can stay there and rest and heal up. Or this is like an area you want to explore and stuff like that. And basically, depending on what event happens at the thing, you have different functions. If you have, like, an event where it's just like, oh, you're going to explore, and you go there, it will just give you a little bit of dialogue, and you get to pick, like, do you want to explore further into the cave, or do you... And, like, you basically choose. If not, you just carry on to the next dot. You have fuel and stuff, so you have to manage the fuel of your car, and you just basically... It's a bit like FTL, like a more advanced version of FTL, where it's not a spaceship, it's people, you have a team, and that team... It's like Oregon Trail. A bit like Oregon Trail, but again, more interactive. Um, because, you know, like Oregon Trail, you just get an event and it's like, you've got to shoot. Like Oregon Trail. Oregon Trail. Uh, it's it's less like that. Um, it is genuinely more like a, that with XCOM. So you get like, when you go into combat, you get um, like a little tactical, you get like a grid basically. And you have to move your people around, position them in the correct place so they can shoot back against the Nazis. And you've got different people of different it's skills. It's Nazis! Oh, yeah, it's all set in the 50s, and it's all like... Uh, well, no, sorry, the 40s. Yeah, well, you all... forgot when World War Two was, for yeah. a second. Yeah. Uh, and it's all like a cult shit, so it's like pyramids and stuff on one level, and then other levels it's like ancient, like, European... European, like, sort of um, ruins, and, like, you're just basically trying to stop Hitler's army from gaining a cult... Uh, a cult... Um, mm. Artifacts... And, like, in some instances, you're trying to use them yourselves to bolster your power and help the Allies. And it's really fucking fun. It was £2 the other day, and Maybe I got we shouldn't it. keep pretending that Hitler did cool shit like get occult things. I mean, yeah, like, for the most part, I just tried to sew a monkey's head onto a human's body. Yeah. Just as another way to torture Jewish people, I think. Or monkeys. Or monkeys. Maybe yeah. he hate monkeys as much as he hate Jewish people. I don't think he did. He killed a lot of Jewish people. And monkeys. How many monkeys? Elon Musk has killed a lot of monkeys. Yeah, Elon Musk is a fucking horrible human being, though. Yeah. Yeah, you should read up about the experiments they've he, his companies have done the, on monkeys. The chip in, people, in monkeys' brains that have killed them all to... Yeah, they end up ripping their faces apart yeah. and stuff. And, and like, like, killing yeah, themselves. Yeah. 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 And he's like, ready for human trials? Yeah. <laughs> It'd be funny, because his buddies, his his little, ne- <laughs> little weird sycophantic followers would sign the fuck up for that yeah but let's face it a uh, lot of them are Nazis yeah it'd be funny he really so let's let him do it let's let him just go ahead and do it it'll be fine we need to we need to somehow convince him and they'll be like oh Elon this is really disappointing but I'm sure the next round will be fine sign me up daddy-o <laughs> 34 <laughs> rounds later peeling their faces off look I won't even get in a fucking Tesla because those things catch fire at a rate of knots okay I know that people really like them but they are essentially barbecues <laughs> He's panicking now because he knows in the next couple of years all the other companies are going to have their electric cars out oh, by yeah, default. Oh, yeah, they'll work. Yeah. That's the other thing. They'll work. Yeah. Like... Why are they exempt from any road safety laws as far as I can tell? Are, they, are you allowed to have a Tesla in the UK? Yeah, you're allowed to have a Tesla in the UK. Yeah, but are they, like, you're road al- safe? You're not allowed to use the autopilot feature. Yeah, because it's not road safe in the slightest. No. And also, the other thing is that... And the what, thing can lock you out. Yeah. The other thing as well is that... <laughs> How does it pass an MOT? It can't, because they can't check most of the... Here's the other thing that I don't understand, right? I 
I can buy a new phone every two years or I can get a new phone on contract every two years, right? And mm. it costs you like a little bit more every two years. I don't want to have to buy a new car every two years. I don't have to buy a car full well, stop. You just because... chuck them in a dump or something. It'll be fine. Like, and Take them into CEX and trade them in. You can only go to Tesla dealerships. Mm. So you can only buy parts at the most expensive they will ever be. Yeah. You can't buy alternative parts. You can't buy parts from another manufacturer because they won't work. And all of that just so you can play Witcher 3 in your car and not on a Switch, even though you could just buy a Switch and play Witcher 3 and it'd be cheaper than that, hmm. than buying a fucking Tesla. Could put the, with the Switch in one of those little things that yeah, goes over the back of the car seat. Come down. No, the back of the car seat. Kids oh, can play it in the yeah, back. Yeah, sweet. Like, yeah, the portable like DVD player. Yeah. <laughs> just get your old portable DVD player, rip it out there, put the Switch in. You know, like, people seem to really think he invents stuff and he just doesn't. No. And I don't know where the idea that he invents stuff came from. He didn't even start PayPal. No, he bought into it. Yeah. And he bought into it using his dad's blood money. <laughs> Literal blood money. He owned a blood diamond mine. Mm. He's such a bad dude. Why are you talking about some game? Oh, I was talking about Pathway. It's pretty good. Uh, I don't know how we linked Nazis and Elon Musk, but I, I mean... I do. Pathway's <laughs> pretty good. Give it a go. It's on offer for like £2. I got it for like 80p because in Poland it was like... 4ZL or whatever the fucking currency is over there. But yeah, check it out. Really, really fun. At your review. Oh, I'm going to give it uh, Matthew Modine. It's really fun. I watched, um, finally watched Agaretsko season four. What? Agaretsko. What? Agaretsko. You know what? Agaretsko oh, the little panda did. that yeah, plays metal. Panda. Yeah, she sings and stuff. Yeah. Um, season four, it came out on Netflix months ago, but it just took me a while to watch the 10 episodes that are all like 20 minutes each. Really hard to watch 20 minutes of television. That's 200 minutes. Time. It's a lot to get through, man. Yeah, it is. So anyway, the last series, she joined like a like an idol band, and they got a gimmick out of her because she screams death metal vocals. So it was like you know pop cutesy death yeah. metal vocals. They became popular. She attracted a stalker, which Hyder punched in the face. Wait, know. like a like um, is she like um an idol now? She was for a little while. Oh, okay. She quit because of yeah. the stalker. Um, but Hyder helped her, and so when the series starts, he's like walking home with her. Because she feels safe walking home with him and everything, yeah. just in case any more nutters are out there. Because you know nutters. Yeah, there's a lot of them. Um, but you know, there's been a whole thing in Agretzko over the years that Hyder fancies her Retzko and doesn't know how to say it, and she kind of likes him but doesn't know how to say stuff. It's a thing. But this series is all about them finally sort of plucking up the sort of working out their problems and getting together over the course of a few episodes. But then it all sort of more problems come up and it's just because the thing is they've always got stuff going on and really they don't really work together um they've all got their own stuff they've all got their own desires and goals and stuff and they're not really in the same sort of direction of course yeah seems right but that's what the ser- series is about um the show follows Hydra a lot more especially in the first few episodes when Retzko's kind of still a bit post-traumatic stressy yeah from the thing so she hasn't got much sort of like um agency yeah much agency at that point but she picks that up as she goes along because of the stuff going on with Hyder and she finds something to focus on and helps her sort of come out of her shell a bit and Coming sort out, out the life. Um, and there's more plot stuff going on, like the boss of the company they run had a heart attack and he's been in hospital, so a new CEO's been appointed as the president. Some young guy who's all keen on cutting staff and like making life miserable for people and trying to cut out the older folks from the company and all this sort of thing. Yeah. And it leads to director Ton, the big pig guy, losing his job. Um, along with the hippo lady, but she kind of likes it. But it's one of those guys, well, if I've encountered them at like Toys R Us used to do this, they'd basically make life misery for the people who have been there the longest. 
because it's easier to control and sort of get what you want out of the people who haven't been there so long. Yeah. You haven't learned how much bullshit goes on yeah. in the company. Um, Skin's thicker by that point, so you can yeah. sort of test the water a bit more. Yeah, but that was the whole thing at Toys R Us, was they'd literally just like like try and push people out by making their lives a misery, hoping they'd quit, because you can't Good just luck. fire them. I worked in retail. Yeah. But, um, but no, that sort of thing going on there, and, you know, it's it's a decent enough series. Um that's it. It's a bit weird how it's focused on Hyderabad. By the end of it, it's like 50-50. They've both got their own stories going on. Yeah. Because um, Hyderabad starts becoming the boss, the, the new president's best buddy. He gets a promotion out of it and all this sort oh, of stuff. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, just because he does new things. he, You know, Director Tom was very old-fashioned. He was doing all his calculations on an abacus and stuff like that. Um, scared of computers and all this sort of thing. But Hyder mm. just comes along with like... You know, he goes, how have you been doing all these reports really fast? I said, yeah, I just automated the yeah, calculations. <laughs> just, yeah. So he gets promoted because of all this sort of stuff. For anyone who's trying to get a job right now, just put the, you know, Excel <coughs> on your CV and learn how to use Excel. But not like just putting in cells and doing stuff. Like properly learn how to use Excel because it gets you fucking a load of jobs. Yeah, I don't like Excel. Fire out the window. Exactly why Ant doesn't have a good job. Get Excel. Go get Excel. I don't have to use frigging Excel. It's yeah. just boring. If you... That's what he wants to look at spreadsheets all day. That's, that's what someone who doesn't know how to use Excel would say. Excel is a very exciting program. Kids get into Excel. Kids today. In it, they're Excel. But no, it's just new new series. It's fun. There's a little bit less focus on other characters that have been sort of supporting roles in the previous series. Yeah, less of the karaoke as well. Yeah, a little bit less. She yeah. still does a bit. She's got to scream every now and again. This yeah. is the gimmick. Well, originally that was the thing, wasn't it? She hated her job being like, not a salary man, but hated her job being a salaried employee and she did it to sort of blow off steam. Yeah. And it became something more, it evolved more into her personality. Well, she, she blasts people out of a window at yeah. one point. Um, she's got power in her vocals. She starts using her YouTube channel because she had a YouTube channel that she used to, in the previous series, she would upload like videos of her singing songs. Yeah. And she has like millions of subscribers. So she starts using it as a way to sort of earn extra money and give a job to director Tom. So he becomes her new, like, guy in charge of managing the finances and everything. I was going to say, like, her manager. Yeah. Oh, that's very but, sweet. Um, yeah, because she's, like... It's funny, though, because it's, like, the um, the girl band she was part of are trying, uh, sort of, like, desperately hoping they can try and get some second-hand oh, rub on her. from it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because you look at, see their music video, and they got, like, 800 views, and then it goes to hers, and she's got, like, seven and a half million. <laughs> so, and the manager's working... The ex-manager she had was working cleaning windows... <laughs> And he's like, hey, maybe you want to collab, you know, we can get you a few fans. Join in. He's like, you got 800 views on your last video. You're not providing any fans to her. <laughs> like, Let's collab. You might get yeah. 7.5 million and 800. Yeah. But no, it's a, it's a fun series. There is a fifth series coming, apparently. Oh, really? Yeah. The, at the end of the credits, it says Retsco will return. It's got a big five behind is it. Is there any sort of story that you can see naturally it going to? Yeah, yeah. It can still keep going. They always leave it with an open-ended thing. It's it's oh, Retsco's okay. life. It's, you know, things change each series. It's always yeah, a different... There's no definitive end to it. There is always... You know, the only thing that seems to be sticking around is her working at the office. Yeah. And I think if they moved her out of the office, it'd be, be, like, be a bit like when Archer stops being a spy show and it kind of loses something a bit. Loses some of the magic. Yeah, yeah. Because I think the I think the whole point is the absurdity mixed in with the mundane, uh, mon, mundanity. Archer just sort of they kept. I think in Archer they kept thinking, oh, we need to mix it up and change things. And it's like, no, you don't always have to. No, because I mean, Archer was so solid. He, Although saying that, the series where they're in space is actually really good. 
Yeah. Yeah. People ignored it and they missed it, but I think there's there's some really great episodes. I only watched series. up to the first, like, dream coma one? series. Or is that the one in the set in the past? Yeah, set in like in the fifties coma thing he's in. Yeah, that one's not because you thought that was going to lead to that concluding, but it doesn't. It's no. there's another series of that. Like it's really interesting when he does come back and they've like completely reinvented the officer as actually a functional spy yeah. spy group, and he comes back and he's like, "I now need a cane," and mm. like I'm still a pretty good spy, but I'm not as good as I used to be. It's just like accepting. But yeah, it's really good. Uh, I'll watch your Archer one day, but I don't think they're going to make any more, are they? Because uh, Thingy died, didn't she? Well, Mallory. Yeah. Yeah. Jessica. Jessica Walters. Walters. It's yeah. not the first one, like half though. Like... That's true. Because uh, what's his name? The her husband in real life was the old dude, wasn't she? Wasn't he? Was it? Yeah, like her husband in real life. I can't. My phone's out of battery. But her husband in real life, I think, played the old guy that she was married to. You know, Sal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the butler guy. The butler died, died as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. Loads of people died on it. Yeah. Just carry on. Keep it moving. Paul F... Uh, no, not Paul F. Tompkins. What was the guy's name? The guy got cancelled. The one who was touching women. In Jeffrey Tambor. Jeffrey Tambor, yeah. It wasn't just that. He was just, like, abusive in general. He was also people. abusive, yeah. He was abusive to Jeff- Jessica Waters, wasn't he? Yeah. On the set of uh, Arrested Development. Yeah. That's why they a lot of their scenes aren't shot together on the newer series. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, let's go season four. It's on Netflix. It came out months ago. Yeah, you know me. I'm always up to date with the latest stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of the latest stuff, I saw Sonic Two. No, oh, didn't you review that last time? No, no. Da, 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 da. Um, I saw Sonic Two, and it was all Sonic the Hedgehog Two. Sonic the Hedgehog Two, and it's all right. And I'll tell you what, you went to see a children's film. I did. It's all right. So I'm going to talk about something that's bad because that's going to be more fun. I saw no, Uncharted. You t- no, you're talking about Sonic the Hedgehog no, 2. No, I saw Uncharted. Review Uncharted separately. No, I'm going to review Uncharted. Because I took Turd It Boy Commits Tax Evasion that you were going to try and review. Well, that's okay. I've got this. But what are you reviewing so, now? Uncharted. Well, why don't you just say that in the first place? Because I want to talk about Sonic 2 for a second. But don't talk about Sonic 2 for a second. Talk about Sonic 2 in a review. Okay, I'll talk about Sonic 2 in a review next week. I'm going to talk about Uncharted. Why next it's... week? The film's going to be long gone by then. You yeah, can't be reviewing stuff that's months fair, old by to the be time. Fair, like Uncharted's months old. <laughs> So Uncharted is a bad movie. <laughs> it's a bad, not good movie, Ant. Yeah. It's a bad, not good movie about people being bad and not good to each other. Yeah. And then being surprised when them being bad and not good to each other lands them in trouble. Yeah. And then there's pirate ships on on, on helicopters. That's cool. I like that in the trailer. <laughs> I thought that was cool. Everyone could, like, freaking... Um, no, no, all right. Going, no. Oh, that's, that's really stupid. I'm like, that's a very Uncharted thing to do. Here's the deal, right? <laughs> Uncharted the video games work because you're playing as Nathan Drake, right? You, you're you playing as that character and he's like just meant to be an everyman even though he has godlike abilities to climb and cling and the amount of stamina it would, you know, that you can't get out of, let's say, an Olympic team of triathletes. It's insane the amount that man does in those video games. But what makes him fun is that he does it all. This is a CGI nightmare. <laughs> like everything CGI... And at one point, they're in Italy going through tunnels, which is very Goonies-esque. And Mark Wahlberg goes, goes, I found the phone keyhole, guys. It's in a Papa John's in Italy. <laughs> or in Rome. Sorry, yeah, in Rome specifically. Do you not think they have Papa John's in Italy? <laughs> no, they, I'm def- they definitely do. But this Papa John's... They got Domino's as well. <laughs> not even kidding. they got Domino's in Italy. <laughs> That's disappointing. But anyway... You wouldn't so, eat at one. No, go to a real Italian restaurant and have real Italian, Italian food. food. Um... But yet, like, the whole thing... I had a hot dog and French fried pizza when I was in Italy. One of the many pizzas I ate. (laughs) 
and it was better than any pizza you could fucking imagine. So I... Like, if Domino's did it, it'd be terrible. Let's talk about pizza for a second. <clears throat> I went to Brighton to go to a pizza restaurant a few months ago. Talk um, as pizza, but as Jared Leto talking about pizza. <laughs> I eat the pizza. I eat the pizza. It was a delicious. Poppy, you got What's to that you keep pizza? saying in that film? What? Boof or something? Yeah, boof. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Poppy. What's that? I don't know, it's fucking Jared Leto being a fucking cunt again. Um, someone had a video online recently that, that like, was one of those videos like, how a real musician treats their fans. And they had that dickhead from Maroon 5 and, like, a fan comes up on stage and grabs hold of him. And he does, and, like, they're literally, like, molesting him. And a security cop take her away and he does the whole thing where he sort of, like, cringes. He goes, oh, oh, like that. Because you got molested, essentially. And then they cut to a video of Jared Leto and his fans and the like, the young girls run on stage and he just grabs hold of them tightly and I'm like, you know why he does that? You should um, watch he, the video of Drake with a young fan on stage. Yeah, there you go. Drake's another one that you could probably... Drake and, and he Jared finds Leto. out that she's like not even 16 or something and, he just <laughs> and, and he's like, oh no. And then just carries on. Candy for the lollipop, man. <laughs> fucking perverse and parapedo mm. fucking twats. But anyway, so... um. Regardless, Jarlito Pizza. We're back to pizza. I went to Brian and I had, um, you know, um, they have like the European pizza competition where they like they judge the best pizza restaurants around the whole of Europe. And they have like specifically like people travel to go to this place and they all like cook pizzas and then they get judged. Um, the winner a few years ago was a vegan like a pizza, pizza. Con- competition. Yeah, but like an international, like actual restaurant level yeah. quality pizza restaurants, like uh, like really really well made stuff, like um, Tops Pizza. Like Top's Pizza. Yeah. Or uh, King's Pizza. They've got Pizza. vegan pizza at Top's Pizza now. Have they? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it's still deep fried in the same fat <laughs> they've deep fried other pizzas in, but. <laughs> they deep fry their pizzas. Well, I mean, it's the only ex- explanation. Again, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I fucking love Top's Pizza. That local, yeah, that freaking... local reference has killed me. For anyone who doesn't know, you order a pizza from Top's Pizza. If you take that pizza and put it on a plate and then hold the carbon box up, you can see through it like that bit in The Simpsons. Yeah, but it's like... the grease. It, the, the pizzas are fucking amazing, though. I do love that scene. Where do you know what it's down the road from? What? The Woking Pizza Express, famously, famously visited by royalty. Royal paedophile Prince Andrew. He could have gone to Top's Pizza. He could have. Well, it wasn't there then. It wasn't there then. No, Top's maybe. Pizza's only been it's around. It's also Wingo's. It's, was it both. King Pizza was the one before? I don't know. King Pizza. They used to do square pizzas. Sorry. These go are to novelty. Edinburgh next month. Yeah, you can have deep fried pizza. I'm going to go to Edinburgh and get something from Javits. Fuck yeah. Oh, you're going to go to the Avengers Pizza Place. No, that's a that's a chip shop where they you know when they when yeah, 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 yeah. they have the fight in the corner, yeah, yeah, yeah. they redressed a curry. Chip shop. They made it look like a curry place. It's a it's chip, a chip shop. shop. Yeah. Yeah. I've I know, I there. think I've been there. Yeah, I've been there. <laughs> yeah, because it's right near the train station. I haven't been to the train station. Never Have you been, not? No, because I always go to the coach, don't I? Oh, yeah, that's true. Don't yeah. drop me off near It's the around the station. corner. It's, it's just around the corner for me. Oh, right, yeah. You can see it. You can see it. I do fucking love Edinburgh. I've got to go again. Mm. Anyway, so, um, so yeah, I went to uh, uh, Pureza, which is like a vegan pizza thing, but they won the European pizza competition, and uh, and they do make some fucking banging pizzas, but like... The thing about proper pizzas versus the, like, takeaway Papa John's shit is that, like, they aren't covered in cheese. You get, like, big bits of mozzarella that melt into the, like, the, the spinach and everything else and the herbs and, What you were know. you reviewing? I was talking about Uncharted, wasn't I? Because you got They went to Papa a Papa John's. John's and then we were talking about Papa John's. Anyway, yeah. Uncharted. Mark Wahlberg plays Sully, Sunnerstein, and, uh, and... Should have been uh, Bruce Campbell. Should have been Bruce Campbell. Have you, like, he's basically Sully in Burn Notice. Yeah. It's fucking insane. 
Um, it could have even been like I would have even accepted. Who was it? The guy that played it, Stephen Lane, played it in that little fan film with Nathan Fillion. No. Yeah, but he'd be good. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, Mark Wahlberg playing Mark Wahlberg. It's like, hey, I'm Mark Wahlberg. I stabbed an Asian guy in the eye, made him blind. And uh, and then you've got um, you've got Timothy Chalamet knock off uh, Tom Holland. Yeah. Are you saying Tom Holland's a knockoff? Hello. Oh, Tom Holland. <laughs> I'm from London, innit? Tom Holland. Timothy Chalamet is the frigging like unproblematic Ezra Miller. No. They were both from the same sort of mould. They both from the whole, oh, look at this young star. He's going to be a big name. Look how pretty they Isn't are. Isn't that also Tom Holland? No, Tom Holland was a child actor. He was already around for years. Yeah, but so was Timothy Chalamet. I don't know what Timothy Chalamet is. Chalamet Ding Dong. He was the guy who directed Signs. <laughs> right? Yeah, he's the one who's pinned by the truck when he was 11. <laughs> yeah. My insides! <laughs> They're being held together by... No, that was his wife. That was Mel Gibson's wife. That was Mel Gibson's wife, and then on the way to meet her, he was leaving the abusive voicemail. <laughs> so when he got there, he's like, oh, I feel bad. I was saying I was hoping you would be raped by a bunch of black dudes a minute ago on the phone when I was drunk. And now I'm driving, because I'm a priest, because this is the one. are you talking about Uncharted? Uncharted! So Tom Holland plays plays Nathan Drake. Nathan Drakenstein. Nathan McDrakenstein. And, uh, and he is... His brother is an adventurer and Nathan has become a bit of a gentleman thief. And he's stealing some ladies' jewellery and he's like, I'm going to sell this and I'm going to make some money and survive. And we don't judge him because who gives a fuck? Take from the rich. No one likes them. Um, but then Sully's like, hey, kid, your brother, he was on an adventure with me. He died. Sorry. Uh, but he found some treasure. You want to come with? And he's like, yeah, I'll come with. And he goes, I'll give you 10%. He's like, no, Sully, you'll give me 20%. He's like... Yeah, I'll give you twelve. Drive a hard bargain, kid. <laughs> no, he's like, he's like, he's like, hey there, I'll give you twelve and you'll be happy. I'm Mark Wahlberg. I got a Stephen Asian guy in the face. That's Mark Wahlberg in every movie, yeah, especially his upcoming movie, Father Stew. Anyway, so he basically does that, and they go on an adventure, and then they have a bunch of scenes from the video games, inexplicably, as part of the plot. Yeah. A lot of them don't make sense, but they do them anyway. Um, and then at one point, they have a cameo by Troy Baker. Nathan, Nathan Nolan North. Nolan North. Sorry, it is Nolan North. Yeah, yeah sorry. Because they have that podcast together again mixed up. Nolan North is on a beach and like Tom Holland's like, oh, I just fell out of a plane. Firstly, why are you saying that to a stranger? Weird thing to say. But then... Because um, then- Tom Holland's whole thing is telling you what just happened. Oh, that's true. I'm not that's even kidding. True. Watch his films. Oh, every his shtick is telling you the thing that just happened. In Spider Man, he tells you what's going to happen. Mm. He's like, "Let's take the subway." He's always like, "What just happened? Yeah, did you just see that? Yeah. He's well, Sam this Ra- is crazy." Sam Raimi recently said he's his favorite 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 MCU character. So shut I up. I think he was more talking about just Spider Man in general. Shut up. Mm. I choose to believe that's not true, especially if he's considering Andrew Garfield. His movies were bad. Yeah. Um, anyway, so uh, Uncharted, they end up <laughs> they end up finding the treasure in some boats, uh, which can apparently quite easily be pulled out of the space the space they find them in with helicopters. Yeah. Which does beg the question: Why don't they just use helicopters to find them? They should have put helicopters on the boats. If the boat if the boats had propellers, well, they're pirate ships. Pirate yeah, ships. pirate ships could have propellers. Oh, like, right. What you're saying is is mod. Them. Leonardo da Vinci was on them. 
Yeah. Yeah, and he made the yeah. sails. <laughs> they start spinning. Oh, Jared Leo could play Leonardo like, da Vinci. All the sails, right? They, yeah. they flip a switch and they start spinning. It rips the sails apart and they like multi-tiered <gasps> propellers. And it lifts up the the boat. And then they fly the boat out like an airship because Leonardo da Vinci was on board. And then Jared Leo comes out and he goes, I'm made the helicopter. Look at me, daddy. Yeah. And he goes, you're not in the house of Gucci anymore. He goes, why, daddy, why? And then he molests a 14-year-old girl. Why did Tom Holland do that? Oh, not Tom Holland, Jared Leto. Oh. But he's playing, he's playing a character. He's, oh. he's method acting. But Antonio Banderas is in this. <coughs> did <coughs> you forget that Antonio Briefly. Banderas was in this film? Briefly. Yeah. Because he's the main villain. Yeah. But then not Ruth Negger is the main villain. It's a woman who looks like Ruth Negger. You know, the, the woman from Preacher. Yeah, they can't get Ruth Negger. Well, yeah, no, definitely not. But they've got a person who looks very similar to a young Ruth Negger as the character. I've seen her praises friggin' years ago and no one cared back when she did was on watch- Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, no, do you, like before that, I saw her in that terrible, uh, well, I say terrible. There was a horror movie that I really liked that was set in Ireland because she's Irish where it's about cows being, um, they're like doing like weird tests on cows and this farmer signs up because he's got no money. If she stole your bike, <laughs> what would you say? <laughs> You'd say Ruth stole my bike. That's yeah. what you'd say. Yeah, what were you thinking? <laughs> Fucking. What's that from? <laughs> Where's that from? There's an old World of Warcraft meme for a while, but it oh, comes right. from other stuff. Anyway, sorry. So there's um the serpent creature. Seriously though, seriously, look up this person who plays the villain in this because she looks just like her, and it's so weird. Um, but anyway, so um, so yeah, it just ends up being like a punchy, punchy ending. But yeah, so basically, um, they end up having like a fight on the pirate ships. It could have been really interesting. Like you said, like, it is a cool concept to have pirate ships on helicopters, but instead of them doing something fun, like just like trying to load up the cannons and stuff, they fire the cannon once. And just to kill just a dude. Like, I kind of wanted like an aerial pirate battle. That'd be cool. Where it's like Tom Holland trying to like fire cannons pirate and stuff. Pirate boats are meant to be on the ocean. What yeah, you... I know, but That's like crazy. having them like suspended by the helicopters and it's like Marky Mark trying to fucking move stuff around so that they don't get yeah. hit by cannibals. And then it's Nathan Drake trying to shoot cannons at the, at the, at the other ship. And it'd be really fun. But anyway, so it all ends on sequel bait. Spoiler alert, Nathan's uh, Nathan Drake's brother is alive. Oh my god, shit. And, uh, he's in a prison cell. Oh. Um, in silhouette, because they haven't cast him yet. Oh. Uh, but he's Let's gonna... just blow him out like they did with Barry Kogan in um, Batman, so you could easily recast him. Yeah. Because you don't really get yeah. a good look at him, yeah. Have you seen the deleted scene from the Batman with him, innit? Yeah, I didn't like it. It would have really messed up with the pacing yeah, of the but film. The makeup's really cool. Yeah, I don't want that. I don't care. I, they're going to be cast. Oh, right. I don't. I don't care about the scene. I just fucking liked the makeup. Yeah. Because um, he's got like a proper torn open mouth. No. Oh. And like the teeth are all fucked up. Like they've all been caved in and stuff. We got punched by Batman a whole bunch. Yeah, I know. But like, it's like proper like fucked up. It really looked cool. It's worth mm. looking at the, the makeup in detail for that. Anyway, on chart, it's like forgettable bullshit. Like, it's not terrible. If you were watching, this is the kind of film... I can see this replacing Clash of the Titans as one of those films that's on Sunday. You know, like, every so often you go to your grandparents' house, they'd be like, oh, I taped a movie on the TV the other day, and it's always Clash of the Titans. Like the Sam Worthington one. No. <coughs> no. I've still not seen Wrath of the Titans. The bad one. <laughs> the only good... I remember Clash of the Titans put me in a really bad mood when I saw it in the cinema, because they pick up the owl thing, and he goes, and they oh, down. They get rid of that. Of shit, yeah. oh, fuck you. Um, Harry Treadaway plays a really interesting cult member that's like, we've got to sacrifice the princess to stop all this murderous shit happening. Well, I tried. No, in Clash of the Times. Why are you talking about Clash of the Times? Because you were talking about Clash of the Times. Oh. 
But you know, like in this in the remake, that's the most interesting aspect of that whole fucking film is the Harry Treadaway character being like, like he's got he gets electrocuted, doesn't he? Zeus throws lightning bolts down on the city, and he basically gets zapped on the arm, and it fucks up his arm. And he he has like a for the rest of the film, he has like a bit of cloth tied around. It. He says like, I got punished by the gods, but I survived. So I know what they want. And like, Liam Neeson's like, I'll stop throwing lightning bolts. This entertains me. And then he ends up like getting all these people. Is that Wrath of the Titans? Was it? I don't remember it in the first one. No, it's Clash of the Titans. Mm. I saw it once. All right. I saw it multiple times. Peter Possible in it. Yeah. In the beginning. It's like, I was a fisherman. And then the gods hated me, so they killed my family. No. And now I fish. Damn you gods! And then he got cancer and died. That was at that time when um, James Cameron convinced a whole bunch of people that they should totally hire Sam Worthington. Yeah. Because he's going to be a big star. He still <clears> might. <throat> yeah, still <laughs> might be. Still might be. Uh, Avatar 2. Mm. The Secrets of the Ooze. I mean, water is coming out. The Way of Water. The Way of Water. It's going to be shit, isn't it? It's going to make $3 billion. You reckon? Yeah. Yeah, we're going to be sitting here baffled at who wants to watch reckon, it, and it's going to make billions. Do you reckon he's just been really smart about this, and he's gone like, if I... You'd be amazed longer, how many people there are who think Avatar is the greatest film of yeah, all time. Yeah, but like, it, has, he, has, he, has he... It's the same people who probably think Zack Snyder's Justice League is amazing. No, but like, but like has people he... People have only ever seen superhero movies. Has he worked out the exact right amount of time for it to be both nostalgic, but also the same audience happy to see it? Nostalgic? For what? For Avatar One, did you did did you know any kids who played with the Avatar toys? I played the video game. Did you did you remember the video game? I was a navi. Quote something from Avatar. Quote a line. Jacksonny. <laughs> no, you can't just say the name Jackson-y. of a character. Jacksonny. Um. <laughs> that's Stephen Lang after he storms out of the room to shoot at Jake Solly while holding his breath because Stephen Lang uses, um. Jake, we've got to go and protect the Tree of Knowledge. It's the most forgettable $2 billion dollar movie You lie to me, Jake Sully. Fucking bullshit. We <sighs> believe in the true, true. <laughs> so where stood he dead now? Pardon? He died, didn't he? Who? Where stood he? He was the elder Navi. No, where stood he still alive? I'm pretty sure he died, didn't he? No, he's still going. Is he? Yeah, he was in something recently. Was he? Yeah. Hmm. James Wong still. I've just replaced my James Wong. Remember, um, <laughs> a girl with Phoebe's brother eyes. from Phoebe's brother Giovanni from Friends. Rubisi. Yeah, him. He was in it. He wants unobtainium. Yeah, <laughs> Giovanni Rubisi wants unobtainium. Stephen Lang's back in it somehow. Yeah, he's a <laughs> the good giant arrows fucking shot. He's a mecha now. He's a mecha. Yeah, he got he's the a, Avatar thing, but with a mecha. Oh, I thought you meant the place mecha. He's no. just a big black obelisk. No, no. <laughs> he put his brain in a. Do you remember how they, like, the Navi connected to the animals with that tentacle thing? Yeah, they fucked And they also sexed with it. Yeah. So all the toys had to have their sex tentacle (laughs) on them for kids to play with. So kids could play with them. Yeah. You know how people complain about cartoons today being too woke? How come no one complains about Avatar? Because they were, technically, that was... I hope there's a scene where they talk about keeping their sex tentacle clean. Maybe. Because he does that with her, and then... An animal, but he does that whilst putting his body. That's like VR sex. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, next one's going to be about VTubers. Yeah, yeah, probably. Jake Sully. Why are you talking about Uncharted though? Oh yeah, Uncharted. Yeah, generic, boring shit. Like it's genuinely like it is the kind of film that you'll see 
on a Sunday and it'll be like, oh, this is all right. And then you'll you'll watch it for 10 minutes and you'll go and do something else. Uh, actually, this is the perfect film to have on whilst you do other shit. Yeah. Like if you're like ironing or something like that and you want to just have something in the background like playing and you turn over to it every so often, but never long enough to really take in what you're seeing or hearing. I, just, I don't want to watch it ever. Well, you don't need to worry about that, do you? Because uh, it's never going to be on a streaming service because it's a fucking Sony film. Unless you get Crackle, I guess. It'd be on Amazon Prime or some shit. Probably some shit like that. Netflix have a deal with Sony, don't they? Yeah, actually, All the Spider-Man films on there, aren't they? Yeah. Even though they're on other streaming services as well. Some of them are on Amazon Prime. Yes, they are. Not on Disney Plus. Not on Disney Plus. Yeah, but Disney will buy Sony eventually. (laughs) Sony can't be worth that much anymore. Look, you know, Sony are going from strength to strength, especially when El Muerto comes out. Oh, I can't fucking believe we are finally getting an El Muerto movie. It's amazing. Amazing. I can't so believe shit. it. It's Bad Bunny as well. Who, like... You know exactly how this happened. Bad Bunny is a wrestling fan. Like, the most famous thing he's done outside America for most people is that he was in WrestleMania last year. And he was like, I want to play a wrestler superhero. And he probably went to Sony thinking they could make a Marvel superhero for him villain. to play. It doesn't matter. <laughs> right? He probably went to them thinking they could just make up a new Marvel superhero because he wants to be part of the MCU. And they went, oh, shit, we need to find a wrestler he can play. Can he play Bonesaw? No. No, 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 no. No, no you know what happened. What about El Muerto? No, you know what happened. There was a bunch of old white dudes in a thing and they go, do we own the rats to Bane? Is Bane a Spider-Man guy? Nah, Bane is a Batman guy. We can't buy a Bane. And then someone else went, I just Wikipedia Spider-Man villains. <laughs> I found El Muerto. He's a Mexican. What about Bonesaw? Bonesaw is ready. Bonesaw is not ready. Can you imagine the trap? You couldn't recast Macho Man Randy I was Savage. I going to say. Because someone would have to do a Macho Man Randy Savage. Get Jay Lethal. Jay Lethal does a pretty does spot he? on. He used to phone people up pretending to be Macho Man and getting them to talk yeah, to Macho like, Man. Let's face it. Who's going to risk getting throat cancer doing that impression for two Jay hours? Jay Lethal. Oh, yeah. That's true. Right, you yeah. Don't, they don't film the whole film in one go. No, I know. It's filmed like, over the course of a few... So that's even longer than two yeah. hours. <laughs> so they're definitely getting throat cancer. It'll be like, no sequel. Be like, like Bone Sore is ready. <laughs> Blood spraying. Three minutes of playtime. <laughs> that's a lovely outfit. Did your boyfriend make it for you? That's problematic. Cut. That's Prob- cut. <laughs> it's gone. Problematic. People it's moaning about that. It was cut from the daytime showing of Spider Man on ITV. Of course, it's cut from the daytime showing of Spider Man. Everything question, has to be PG. The question I have is who isn't what? Who doesn't <clears> have a DVD copy of Spider Man in there? I've got like two. Exactly. Maybe. But yeah, it's so fucking funny that people got upset about that. It's like. Alright, Spider-Man made a homophobic joke in 2001. He also climbed the two towers. He can't do that anymore, can he? No, didn't they cut that from the film? <laughs> did they? Yeah, before the film oh, came yeah, out. They did. There was that teaser trailer where he stops <laughs> the, the helicopter yeah. from crashing into the two towers, doesn't he? And he spider-webs it up. And they, it, it was never going to be in the film. If you watch that teaser trailer, it's clearly it's, it's, like, yeah. it's clearly done as a sizzle reel thing. Yeah. But um, people think it was cut from the film. But they did digitally remove them or something. I you think. mess with one of us. You mess with all of us. The crane people from Amazing <laughs> Spider-Man. <laughs> Spider-Man, help my son not get killed by a truck because I'm an abusive father. Come on, boys. we got to save Spider-Man. All right, and your review. Oh, wait. What did I give Uncharted? You get another plane flying over again. Uh, Fuck's I, sake. I give Uncharted a... Bloody chemtrails everywhere. 
Oh, I can't believe that was trending again. People are so fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. How is the world getting stupider? It's always How's... been this stupid. That's the shocking thing. It's just that the websites are doing a worse job of getting rid of it. Yeah. They're encouraging it instead of dissuading yeah. these people from being stupid online. Algorithms, man. Fucking Because people interact with them and then the website goes, that looks like a good thing. Let's yeah. keep pushing it. Although it does give us some of our funniest moments. Oh, so I just blew my nose. I've got ready those. See, so yeah, oh, sorry, Uncharted. I'm going to give it a... Uh, I'm going to give it a... Jesse Eisenberg. He's all right. Oh, the rich man's Michael Sarah. Yeah. No, used to be the poor man's. Man. No, he Sarah. used to be, but let's face it, these days it's they've switched places. No, Michael Sarah's most... Uh... <laughs> What's been Mike? What's Michael Sarah been in recently? He did that. He only appears in stuff to play comedy versions of himself. No, he did that. Uh, what was that? That animated CryptoZoo did that recently. What? It's an adult animated film about a zoo full of monsters. He is died it? in it very early on, but he was in it. Is it made by Bitcoin and stuff? No, no, it's, it's actually one of those like NFT the, movies. No, it's what we would we used to call an art film. Oh, back in my day. Harry Hamlin was our... Oh, is this crypto like cryptids? Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, sweet. That's what it's, that's what it's All about. All for cryptid. It's actually really good. It's really interesting. Like Slender Man. Yeah. It's... um. Who has it? I think Catherine Keener's in it as well. And who's the woman? Catherine Keener, you just said. No, Catherine Keener. I think she runs the zoo. If I'm not mistaken. Oh. I'm wrong there. I can't remember the cast. It was a few months ago that I saw it, but it's good. No. Oh. I didn't review it because it's not the kind of film that had any buzz or any like... Because you worry about that sort of thing. Well, it just, you know, like, I try and talk about stuff that's at least somewhat in the zeitgeist. Really? Yeah, like I But you, you talk about uh, uh, Evil Dead. Evil Dead. Well, yeah, Sam Raimi. It's only 30-something years after Yeah, but it. Sam Raimi's, like, big news right now. And Is as it? I said, there's, like, uh, they only recently put all three seasons of Ash vs. Evil Dead It's a fun challenge. Netflix. Name three people <coughs> who have directed um, spy Marvel movies. <coughs> In the last few years. John Watts. Who? Who did all the new Spider-Man. Did he? Yeah. Yeah. What's his, what's his trademark style? Martin Webb. What? The guy, Martin Webb. Martin Webb. Yeah, he was the guy who did the Amazing Spider-Man film. Mark Webb. Mark Webb. Those Amazing Spider-Man films were ten years ago. Really? Yeah. The first one was 2012, second one was 2014. That's less than ten years. It's yeah, it was eight years. Plenty of time ago. All right, uh... Joe Russo doesn't. I'm taking the last couple of years. Taking the last couple of years. Yeah. Okay. Since let's say since um. Chloe Zhao. Since End End Game. Chloe Zhao. You're trying to remember these names, are you? Yeah, Chloe Zhao. How many f- films has Chloe Zhao done? The Eternals. Zhao. Zhao. Sorry. Yeah. The Eternals. Really? Yeah. I don't remember. How do you not know that? Let's face it. None of these directors are directors anyone gives a shit about. Chloe Zhao's like Zhao is a big. Big deal. She did like an art house film before this. She did literally um, just the one film. Did she only do one film before? Yeah, pretty much. Oh, um, it's Marvel. They they pick up the. It's amazing they've let Sam Raimi make a film, like because they obviously they, because they're not going to be able to have any well, Edgar control Wright was over meant him. To make Ant Man, wasn't he? Yeah, but he was too well established and no, too well done. He so didn't, they he didn't kicked want, him out. He, no, 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 no. That's not. What <clears> he, he wanted more creative control. Yeah, exactly. Like. That's why they don't want someone who's established. Whereas Sam Raimi, I think they've learned that they, if they want established directors, they just have to say, okay, make a movie. Because he's just allowed to do what the fuck he wants. I think they're desperate for legitimacy now, so they're going to start trying to hire real directors every now and again. Yeah. 
because they know that the name of the um, characters they're going to have to make films about isn't going to cut it all the time. If Tony Scott was still around, I'd like to see his version of The Punisher. Well, the P- Tony Scott doing The Punisher? Yeah, because didn't he do Man on Fire? Yeah. Yeah. He would do a yeah, really Man good... Man on Fire would make as a blueprint for a Green Lantern film. If no. you one. Yeah, it was. Dude, Man on Fire Training Day, something like that, for a Green Lantern film. No, you want Cop to movie. a Punisher movie. No, it's better as a Punisher movie. Like, fuck that. You don't want to, like... Because you take one of those people... If you're going to make a Punisher... If you're going to make a Green Lantern movie, I think they kind of had the right idea with Martin Campbell and the Green Lantern film in 2008. Like, you take someone and that idea around, like, a fighter pilot, but you need someone who's made, like, a cheesy Top Gun-style film ahead of time. Like, maybe even, like, George Lucas, if you really want to fucking throw it out to left field. Because, like, George Lucas did, what was it, Red Wings? But then he's also done the he Star Wars films. He did that. Yeah, he did. No, someone else directed it, allegedly. Really? Yeah. No. Yeah, allegedly. Is it Red Wings or Red Tails? Red Tails. Red Tails. Anyway, you're you review it. Oh, fuck you. Forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Right, uh, I watched season two of Ultraman, the Netflix anime. Oh, yeah, how is that? Yeah, it was all right, this series. It was only six episodes this time instead of 13. Didn't oh. drag on as much. Cool. Um, it was nice and snappy. Yeah. So basically, it's it's a bit confusing in the first episode. So it starts off with a whole bunch of people disappearing, right? There's a, like there's a something's gone on. The monsters turned up. Bunch of people disappear. Mm. You go, oh shit! What's that all about? And apparently that's in New York. But then at the end of the episode, they show the exact same sequence, but it's in Tokyo. Oh, it's so the MCU. So I don't know if you're meant to which one's meant to be. I don't know if they were reusing animations or. They, you know, they didn't want to redress. They tried to sell, you know, Shibuya Street in Tokyo as um, Times Square or something. I don't know. <laughs> what the famous crossing? It's a bit confusing. Of, like, oh, yeah. look, it's Times Square. I don't know. It was a bit weird because it was the exact same shots and stuff. They're like, if we just throw like a big, big screen. But the second time you see a lot more information of what happened. Yeah. But a bunch of people disappear. You don't know where they've gone. Ooh, but Ultraman like disappeared. Anime. Oh, okay. But um, Ultraman disappears. His armor's just left behind. Like the, uh, the guy inside the suit disappears. Oh, like the massive in its massive version. No, there's other version. big versions. Of this this Ultraman's different. No oh, giant yeah, Ultraman. I remember in this you one. saying before. Sorry. There was a giant Ultraman years ago. Yeah. And everyone remembers him. But it's the humans have been making with alien tech, making armor. It's more like Kamen Rider. Okay. Apparently, the origin of the whole thing was that some people were making a bootleg Kamen Rider comic that was getting quite popular online. And Toei told them to stop. And then Tsuburaya were like, do you want to just do this but Ultraman? And they were like, yeah. <laughs> so they made, they basically just remade it as an Ultraman comic. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm going to have a look at this. It was, um, it's quite cool. It's a manga. It's quite neat. It's a bit different from the series. So it's but, a bootleg one, yeah? Yeah. The original, the Kamen Rider comic that they got, that got Toei like copyright slammed and stuff. But uh, Tsuburaya were like, oh, we're going to just hire you to make the... Kamen Rider ZO? No. No, there is Carmen Rider comics though. You're not going to find it just by searching Carmen Rider comics. There's loads of Carmen Rider comics. Yeah, it was a bootleg thing they did on the internet apparently. But um, no, so this big old <coughs> alien turns up and he's like, "Right, you got 24 hours Earth to give us either half your Earth, uh, just just doesn't even say why, he just says he wants half the Earth, <laughs> or they're going to make half the population of the planet disappear. Yeah, um, and just forcibly take half the Earth, I guess." Um, so in that time, a bunch of Ultramans are working out, because there's a bunch of them by the end of the first series. Um, you know, what's going on? Who's behind it? What the conspiracy is? How they made people disappear? You know, what's going on? Who's being manipulated? All this sort of stuff. And, you know, the original Ultraman, he's been trapped on a spaceship somewhere. Yeah. All the people have been teleported off by these aliens who basically 
there's barely they they survive by taking life essence from people. They make them disappear and trap them in this thing and take the life essence. And this big main alien bad guys are using them as a way of making people disappear because they've got the tech for it. Yeah. Um. Because all the aliens always have their own weird shtick. Yeah. But um. No. A lot of the fo- show focuses on um, Ultraman Taro, who's one of the more famous Ultramans from the seventy. He's got like sort of horns on the side of his head, like a bull. Mm-hmm. Um. And he's like a reporter who's uncovered what's going on. He's figured out that cameras are part of the technique to get rid of people. They've got these guns that act like cameras. And whatever's focused, whatever's caught in their lens disappears. So they've been coordinating to snap a whole, you know, take a photo of one area really quickly and suck up a ton of people in one go. And he's figured that out. And then he, like, magically turns into, like, this fired creature. <laughs> um, they try to make him disappear. They fire the gun at him. And instead of making him disappear, he turns into some fire demon thing. <laughs> And starts bit shit. It's not explained how or why that happens, but one of the other Ultramans goes, "Oh, let's give him this experimental Ultraman suit because it might be able to vent the heat out and stuff and calm him down." It works. Yeah. So he uses the Ultraman suit from now on and can fire fireballs. Oh, it's not. Cool. That's not what happens with Taro in the original series. That's just made up for this. But all right, it's cool. And I like they've given each of the Ultramans a more distinct visual look because. One of my major problems with the Ultraman as the Tokusatsu series is I can't tell the fucking difference between yeah, all of them. They're like, all silver, red, blue. They've got a bit of blue on them nowadays. They've got lines and stuff. Yeah, some like, of them have some flair, but yeah. then they keep purposely doing shows which are like spiritual sequels to previous ones, so they have really similar costumes. Mm. Like Trigger was a spiritual sequel to Tiger or Tiger. There's there's a series called Tiger and there's a series called Tiger. It's not confusing. It's not confusing. <laughs> the only ones I can ever tell the difference of consistently is RB, because it's two of them. One's red, one's blue. Oh, okay. And yeah. they're always shown together. So I know, ah, that's RB. And Tara, he's got a distinctive head. But um, like Ultraman Jack in this one, he's got a new armour suit, which is much bigger, so he's a big bulky thing. Um, and Ultra 7, who's more Eboshi, fights with a sword, so that's a, his gimmick thing. You know, they've, all, they've mostly got their own distinct appearance from it. Um, and there's also a sixth Ultraman, which is like, it's a surprise thing for the, oh, end. Okay. yeah. Although it's the one that's got the dumbest name, Zoffy. Um, it, but it makes a big deal of it. It's a big moment. It's kind of cool. Who is, who is Zoffy? <clears throat> it's his dad. Oh, right. The main okay. character's dad. I forgot the main character's name. <laughs> but his dad was the original Ultraman. Yeah. Like the one that turned into a giant. But, you know, they're linked with an alien and the alien left. So he can't turn into Ultraman anymore. Not the original Ultraman. There's a whole thing. Because, you know, in the Ultraman series, like an alien bonds with a human. Yeah. And then uses their body as like an avatar. And then does the magic, grows big. Then eventually, when evil's been defeated, the alien goes back to the land of light or whatever. But, um, yeah, no no turning giant in this. They have to fight a giant dude on their own for a bit. Fight a giant robot that looks like Sevenger, I think it was. But they call it something else. But it looks like one of the robots from that was in Ultraman Z. Um, but no, it's, it's a fine series. Lots of fun, silly stuff. Very Japanese. But because it's six episodes and it feels like a proper... It's not one of those Netflix shows where... You know those Netflix shows where they keep saying it's season two and here's season three, but it's clearly one season? Oh, and they like keep fucking... Yeah. They keep cancelling shit. No, this this has a finale. And it has sequel bait and but, and stuff. But it is a... It's a finale. Yeah. Like, it has its big finish. Um, it's not like like when they did that Shiva one series of Shiva where they where the the finale for the season was just like a regular episode that had nothing 
to do anything else. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't a season arc story. They chucked a little bit at the end just to get you excited for what could come next, but that was it. Um, I like that He-Man show. That could have been one series instead of two. Oh, yeah, it was anyway. part one and two part. Yeah, yeah, the Kevin Smith one. That at least had like a big build-up in the last episode to a cliffhanger, but it was just... Yeah, this one's a proper six-episode series. The next series is apparently coming next year, and that's going to be the final series. It's called Ultraman Final. Um, and that's going to be the, the finale yeah. for this this story thing. Might be fun. It's all right. It's passable. This series I preferred to the last one. The last one I felt dragged on a fair bit. And like I said, because this is six episodes, it's far more snappier, and it gets on with it. A bit more action. Yeah. And, you know, I like seeing Taro. Taro's a cool Ultraman. I like Taro. Yeah. Um, it'd be interesting to see what they do on the third series. I imagine they're going to stick to the original because it's all all the Ultramans that are in this are all based on the original Showa ones. So they're like the original old school costumed ones. But they they all look like Iron Mans, but they're all based on those original ones. Like so, it's all it's so Ultraman Showa, Seven, and that was is Toei from Superi Superi. Oh, Superi. Okay. Yeah, so it's like eighties. Is that is that what you're thinking? The Ultra Mega series. Don't know what that is. No, that's an American thing. Don't know what that is. Okay. Oh, that's the one that's... Isn't that the one that's drawn by the um, Hellboy guy? No, no, no. no. Mike Mignola, because he, he does Ultraman art from time to time. He's a big no, Ultraman fan. No, this is... Um, it's, it's a series that is... I reviewed it on the on the pod, I think, but it's called Ultra Mega. Yeah, something else entirely. Um, and it's basically like Ultraman-style stories, where it, but it's like some body horror stuff, but then the Ultramen in this yeah, series, universe are like... No. They're like... It's an Ultraman manga. It's an actual manga comic. All right. Okay. Yeah. No, I downloaded this because I was trying to. Was and there's also it's not to be confused with the Marvel Ultraman comic that was around. That's last. still around. Yeah, it's, it's pretty around. good apparently. Yeah, um, I'll send you that Ultra Mega thing because it's really good. Yeah. I think you really enjoy that. And uh, um, Ultraman on Netflix, pretty decent. Cool. Hopefully, it won't be like two years till the next series because it was like two years. Yeah, but pandemic and stuff like that, people didn't. People have been struggling Big to make shit. CGI right? stuff <laughs> does look very motion capture. Like, the Japanese have an approach to motion capture stuff where it's kind of a bit more raw. Like yeah, they don't they trace a lot of stuff. But like, no, they they literally mocap the CG. Like oh, really? it's all the actors. Oh yeah, the actors act it out, well. and then just. But it, the motion capture always feels. You can tell when they've taken over and they've hand animated when yeah. they've um, like keyframed the animations and stuff. Because sometimes it all feels a little bit too naturalistic. Same thing's happening with the new Super Sentai series. Two of the Rangers are motion captured. Yeah, they're CGI characters, and it like they run at half the frame rate of everyone else, and it looks really raw and a bit jerky and stuff. And it's that it's weird. Japanese don't seem to do the extra layer. To be honest, motion capture is largely useless. Like when you actually watch the pipe, like like they, motion capture becomes a reference point in the end. Like when you play something like the Uncharted games, yeah, like you got the actor's performance and everything and the facial capture, but they still have to go in and they have to tweak everything like crazy. Yeah, I think probably the only thing that I've seen where there's like almost a one for one recreation is something like The Last of Us. I think that that's so heavy on the performance for the video for the actual see the movie. Parts. It's not everything though. They still have to uh, readjust floating points and stuff because things oh, go yeah, wrong. Oh yeah, yeah, and... like and, and height adjustment as well because characters will be different heights from the yeah. actors. And the only like one that probably comes close is like the face. Usually, facial motion captures a bit better. Yeah, stuff like the Irishman did like crazy facial motion capture techniques. Yeah, with the infrared dots or um the Planet of the Apes films. Until Dawn did a lot of that shit. Yeah, yeah, but um. Yeah, the way the Japanese do it is always very raw, very yeah. quick and dirty, I think. Um, but, you know, they do these 3D animes and they're all entirely filmed on motion capture and then CGI'd over. Yeah. And it's kind of crazy how much work goes into just making 
those shows instead of like keyframing the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> I guess keyframe, you got the reference straight away when it's motion capture, keyframe. I, I mean, as someone who's messed around with keyframes in editing, I could understand how incredibly nightmarish it would be to animate a whole fit show like that sometimes. I was watching a thing where someone was, um, I don't know what manga it was that they were sent. They were basically they were creating a live action, uh, not live action. They were t- creating a a um, anime show from uh, hentai, not hentai, manga source. <coughs> it was hentai, wasn't it? Was it might have been hentai. Uh, but they were taking they were taking a lot of the movements because it's like it's it's. Um, I think it was a mahjong one. They were taking a lot of movements that that the mahjong player was doing and just doing them in their home. Recording them and then doing cell tracing, and they just do like, like that, just to do, yeah, always do reference like that. All animation does it, but the way that he was referencing it looked fucking insane. Because he would take, um, he'd take his space and then he would have like a neutral space behind him, and he tried to do it digitally, so it was like taking just his movements mm. and then taking them, outlining those, and then detailing them himself with a digital art pad. And it just looked fucking insane, but it was really interesting because by removing a lot of the background stuff. Removing that animation and just making it so that's like a just a generic like movement behind him. So it's like a really action based like 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 it was like zooming, but all he's doing is laying down a tile. Yeah, um, pretty interesting. Yeah, I know that anime. I can't remember the name of it. No, that's what you mean. Yeah, it's, oh, was it King of Shogi or something? Something, something like that. Yeah, it was like <coughs> basically. Apparently, the manga itself was <clears throat> they would have one mahjong move per episode per 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 chapter. Yeah, it's like Yu Gi Oh. Yeah, and it would end up being hundreds of hundreds of <coughs> hundreds of chapters just to get through one Mahjong mm-hmm. game. Yeah, um, and I think that's really interesting. It's so crazy that they do that over there. It's a very in-depth game, Marshall. I read all of Blue Exorcist. Have you heard about that anime? Yeah, yeah. I read all of the manga up until where they are now because they've gone on hiatus until June. Um, and that, in that, like, I've tried watching the anime. The anime only lasted like a season. And I hated it. I really didn't enjoy it. And I've, I've read the manga, and the manga's a lot better. Um, but, like, it's so interesting, the story in the manga, and how, like, they have so much time to deal with single confrontations and Is stuff. Is that your fourth review? No. No. What's your fourth Is it review? my review now? Yeah, I guess. Whatever. Fuck it. Um, Another Ultraman's, plane. Ultraman's good, then, yeah? Yeah, it's decent. Chemtrails. Um, all right, my fourth review is going to be Ozark... Season four, part oh, two. Oh, the clouds have got so grey now. It wasn't like grey earlier. It's what not is like weather? Day never planes. heard of weather. Planes never left these chemicals in the air. Fucking people are so stupid. It's all people that have never left the country. Or if they have, they've gone on a fucking P&O ferry to fucking Catley. And they've gone, that's the holiday. It's always Benidorm. Benidorm. Oh. Yeah. My plane didn't have chemtrails coming out of it. Oh, did you sit behind the wings, did you? My plane didn't have chemtrails. Um, so, yeah, so I watched uh, Ozark, season four, part two. I really like Ozark. Might be season five, part two. I can't fucking remember at this point. I've watched a lot of Ozark, guys. Um, Ozark's a story of Marty Bird. He's uh, laundering money for the cartel. The cartel finds out that someone's skimming money from uh, from the business that they've set up with these small investment team. Uh, and Marty is about to be shot when he makes a deal that if he goes to the Ozarks with his family, there's a way that he can make a lot of money for the cartel. That's season one. And um, we're now five years into the season. Um, and, uh, and now 
His wife is running for a position in politics. At the same time, they're trying to start a foundation to uh, help addicts. Um, so basically like a rehab foundation. But um, that's also while working with the cartel and selling them opium. So pretty interesting stuff. So that's like selling um, like diary- diuretics. Yeah. And then also making the toilet paper. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's good business. It's it? very clever. Um, in the last season, they basically the FBI were onto them. They knew exactly what was going on. And so they pinned Marty with a bunch of different things that were going to slow down his operation. But he he cut a deal with the cut a deal with the FBI so that a lot of the money that was funneled through the cartel they'd be aware of and they would take a cut so their funding would be partially provided by the cartel. And at the same time he sort of created a way for them to legitimately sell the opium to people who are manufacturing um what's it called? Um methadone. Because methadone key out it's it it has opiates in it. Because it's so that people can get off things like heroin, shit like that. But they've got an opiate crisis <coughs> in, in America. Well, apparently they do, because Ozark is a thrilling series about how that epidemic is working on the levels of massive, massive millions of power, dollars, I should say. Um, but anyway, so this season, it's the whole thing is coming unhinged, because obviously Marty is more and more, as the series has gone on, tried to get his family out of this business. They've tried to move away from this, like... The whole thing is, he's like, if I can make enough money for the right people, and if I can set it up so this business just runs its fucking self, I can just leave. I can stop this. I can go. He can't stop. He's addicted to it. It's not that he's addicted. It's that Laura Linney, who plays his wife, is, is just relishing in this power dynamic. And it's because it's hinted at that she's got some mental illness from when she's younger. And the introduction of her brother who's bipolar and not taking his medication and having like moments of moments of euphoric high and then crushing, crushing lows, but is aware of some of the aspects of the business. That led to him being killed, which is still like a massive thing because she kind of organised the hit on her own brother because he was going to talk about what was going on with the cartel, meaning that she was her whole family was being put at risk. So it's like you either... Get rid of your brother. Well, she's probably thinking about how many Christmas presents they get every year, and yeah. you know she get more Christmas presents. So anyway, this is the last series of Ozark. This is the final series. Oh. So the first part released earlier in the year. I spoke about it when it was released. I really enjoyed it. This this now it's getting to the second series and the ramifications of everything that happened in that first season are coming to light. And the fact that the the um, the birds are less and less in control of the situation to the point where where Someone, someone from the cartel murdered the main opium supplier, but at the same time as murdering the main opium supplier, they also murdered the brother of a local small-time criminal, who, who indirectly, because of that murder, has received a large share in the casino they've got on the river, that is their main money laundering operation. She just stop murdering people. It just—it's just—it's—it's all like little blocks falling down. Like you—you you remove one, you just—you take one block. You're like, I can remove this aspect of it, and I can still, and it starts tumbling a little bit, but it's still a tower. Have they not watched Breaking Bad? <laughs> yeah, it's a bit like Breaking Bad. Is it? Is it a bit like Breaking? It's a bit Bad? like Breaking Bad. But the problem is that Breaking Bad, Walt starts out as a sympathetic character. He gets transformed by the industry. Marty Bird has always been a shitheel. Like, his wife has always been a dick. He's always been a dick. And they've never really paid enough attention to their kids or really 
cared that much about family. They were always sort of doing shady shit. Are the kids kind of a drag, though? No. no. Their kids are actually pretty cool. Oh. Uh, but basically, like, it starts out, Marty was embezzling money from the cartel and not telling the two people that died because he was embezzling money. And, like, Laura Linney was fucking some old dude behind Marty's back when they started. She was having an affair and planning to run away. And, like, it's only because of all this shit that's happened with the cartel they've been brought together as a family. Oh, that's And nice. so now they're sort of holding on to that idea that they're a family and they're doing this all for family because they've literally got fuck all else. If they introduce other people into their lives, like Marty in the first season, because he's still reeling from the idea that Laura Linney's having this affair, has a sort of romantic interest in a local bar owner who he buys out of her business to launder money through as a like sort of stepping stone to where he needs to be as like a start to him taking a foothold in the Ozarks. And she comes back in this series and immediately that rapport's back. Like, Marty is like, hey, how are you doing? How's everything? Like, where have you been? What have you been up to? And she goes, oh, I was traumatised by the fact I saw someone fucking killed by a cartel member back in the first series. So, yeah, I've been doing all right. I'm sober now, I guess, because it was so fucking horrendous what I saw back then. Do they show you a flashback to the no, first series? They, so they don't, remember. like, that's kind of the thing about the series. They never do that. They never hold your hand like but that. But how are you supposed to remember? They reference shit so often yeah. and so clearly, but the characters are very distinct. Like, you still remember characters from, like, the first couple of seasons and, like, how they play the music the from Saw and then show all yeah. the stuff. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's so good. Jason Bateman is still fucking phenomenal. Laura Linney is so fucking sinister and great. Her dad is played by, I can't remember his name, but he used to be like, he used to be one of those 80s actors. He was in everything. But in this, he plays like an alcoholic. Robert Zadar. No, Robert Zadar's dead. Oh. Like, long dead. This guy was in, I'm trying to think what he is. What he so was. maybe he'll be in the next series. Maybe. Yeah, series six. Ozark, The Return. Um, but yeah, God, it's so fucking good. And like, it became so much more than just a money laundering Wait, I should have said, who's that guy who's in... All the bad B-movies in the 80s. The old guy. The old guy? Yeah. Red Letter Media always joking about it. Oh, um, close a fucking door! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the Cameron Tom's Mitchell. Festival. Yeah, Cameron Mitchell. It's Cameron, Cameron Mitchell, Mitchell in it. From Raw Force. Yeah. Um, so no, a I... Tom's Festival. <laughs> uh, no, he's not. Um, no. It is, it is like, the Ozarks is so much more than just a fucking drug money laundering program. Now, it's so much about just this house of cards falling apart so quickly and the thing is that, like, you've watched these people go, like, go close to the sun and you keep expecting them wings to melt and, like, it all just come crashing down and they just, it's still going somehow. <laughs> and it just builds the tension. Like, the fact that they're still, like, in that situation just builds the attention, the tension more and more. There's a really fucking good character in, like, this, the first series who dies, who's this old guy that they basically go, like, oh, okay, we'll rent a house from you. Because they're like on the run, they're like, we'll rent a house for you. And he, and he goes like, it's cheap because I'm going to be living here still in the basement. And they're like, fuck it, whatever. And it's this old dude on oxygen that every morning gets up and just goes swimming naked in the Ozark Lakes on the back of the fucking property. And they're just like, well, this is just what we live what a with. Pervert. But what's awesome is that like, he starts becoming friends with the kid and he starts becoming friends with like the family. He becomes closer and closer to them. And then he ends up, Killing a random hitman sent after them in one episode. It's just this old dude on oxygen, just mm. with a shotgun, just slides into frame, and they're like, 
Okay, cool. All right, nice. And then he has a heart attack, bless him. It's pretty great, though. Oh, bless. Heart attacks um, are fun. But yeah, like, it's such a good fucking series. And it's... Lots of people talk about the fact that Netflix shit movies and often they, like, abandon their TV shows and stuff like that. But fuck me if they picked a good one to end properly. Because Ozarks is probably the best thing on Netflix. Was it they cancelled this week? Among other things, they cancelled something. Oh, Space Force is gone. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, Space Force was a big one because they ended the last series on a cliffhanger saying that they're going to create another series. Well, they paid all that money for the guy who wrote The Office, wasn't it? Yeah, and he's written three seasons. Yeah. And apparently they've got a third season and they're not just going to make it. Be on Amazon Prime. Maybe. They mm. might just sell it to for the new Prime. series of The Orville. That's apparently going to be on um, Disney+. Plus. Oh, really? Yeah, because it's Hulu, oh, it's isn't Fox, it? In yeah. 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 Disney own it. So I'll be looking forward to that. Be able to watch it without having to record it off TV. That'd be good. Another excuse to never turn on my V Plus set-top box. Do you want me to cancel it? I you? haven't watched something on that since Zack Snyder's Justice League. Do you want me to cancel it for you? No, I, I got it reduced down to a ridiculous amount. Anyway, there's, I've got next to no channels on this anymore. Oh, right. You just got mixed <clears throat> No, that barely, I don't know, man. Oh, for, for anyone who doesn't know, someone started working for Virgin Media, and I hate it. Yeah, well, that's your fault. I know. Get a job at McDonald's. No, I don't want to work at McDonald's, because they pay less. Yeah, Virgin it's on your, they pay, pay pretty well. They pay all right. No, nowhere near as good as I'm Taco doing Bell? It. Maybe Taco Bell pay as well as I'm Nando's? doing right now. Nando's definitely do. Yeah. But I also hate chicken. Oh, I love chicken. I love the I love animals. Chicken burgers. I love the animals. Chicken wings. I just don't want to cut them up and cook them. Goujons. Because I genuinely love chickens. You don't animals. have to cut them up. They just come in a box and you just chuck them <laughs> in. They've, they've already done. No, they don't even come in a box. It's just chicken gel. You put the bone in. <laughs> you put the thing You empty down. the packet. Yeah, you add water. And it expands yeah. and it's chicken wings. Pre-cooked. Somehow. But yeah, the Ozark, uh, Ozark, sorry, um, it's fucking phenomenal. If you haven't seen it and you like Breaking Bad and shit like that, it's fucking great. Um, Better Call Saul's back on there as well now, yeah, so I'm going to finish that. watching back- Better Call Saul. It's been it. really good so far. It's so fucking good. Um, one of the things that I keep, like, I think everyone's asking the same question, what the fuck happens to her? Well, she's really like, still, I reckon she's fine. You reckon she's fine? Yeah, I reckon she gets away scot-free with a shit ton it. of money. <laughs> she just fucks off. Yeah. They should or, just show loads of scenes from Breaking Bad, but she's, like, in the background. Yeah. Or <laughs> she's just going to end up being... She's going to go back to being a partner at the other law firm. Maybe. But, yeah, like, that that's another program where there's just tension ramping. Mm-hmm. Like, I still remember that last season where they've got the... The kid takes a picture of him. And I was like, mm-hmm. that's got to come back, right? Maybe. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, Ozark. Um, it's I'm fucking... bring DJ Quells back. Yeah. <laughs> What, from that one episode he's, well, yeah. he's in two episodes of Breaking Bad I think but he's in that one episode where it's like the f- episode just focuses on him a whole lot I thought is he the guy that he's, he's a, a de- young detective oh he's a young detective yeah yeah, yeah. but it's like DJ Quell's in a, like a detective's jacket and everything with his tiny head Ugh. <laughs> um, you, the core's own G- DJ Quell's road trips no <laughs> the core the core no the, one watched the core everyone watched Aaron Eckhart and Oscar winner Fucking, uh, what's her name? <laughs> Great Kid for Zone. Boys Don't Cry. I can name all her films. Million Dollar Baby. What is her name? What's her name, man? The Hunt. She was in The Hunt recently. She's in The Hunt? Yeah. Did you watch The Hunt? Wasn't it Hillary? Hillary Swank. Yeah. Hillary Swank. Hillary Swank. 
Anyway, Ozark. Um, it's a Tom Atkins. It is a near perfect TV show. There are, there is one thing that I hate about it, and they use a fucking blue filter on every single episode, on every scene where it's in the Ozarks. And I get why they're doing it. I get it. Because it's not Mexico. Because it's not Mexico. Because they use America a yellow filter. Blue. They use a Mexico yellow filter. Is yellow. It is dog shit filmmaking. Don't do it. It's a cheap and easy way to get around filming all year round rather than having like fucking having to actually deal with weather and shit like that. I get it. Stop fucking doing it. We're filming probably Vancouver or something. Yeah. It's probably <laughs> all these shows snowing. are filmed in Vancouver. <laughs> Did you remove the snow? Yeah. Like, yeah, flake by flake. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, but it's Rather fucking than phenomenal. film somewhere with sun. Jason Bateman in this is just fucking great. Does he turn into a werewolf at any point? No, but there oh. is, in I think it's the fourth episode of this rung of episodes, he is driving back after that, like he's just had to deal with the cartel. Because at one point they're sort of grooming him to become the new cartel leader. Like they've got him in to review the books of all of the agents of the cartel. And he finds someone skimming. And he is personally there watching this guy get tortured. And every time the guy comes up, he's the one asking, did you order this hit? And he he eventually finds the person that he thinks is responsible for this hit. And then he's driving, he's, he's back in the Ozarks and he's driving his car down the road and he is just stuck in traffic and somebody behind him is honking. And he says just outright, he's like, where the fuck do you expect me to go? Do you expect me to turn right here? And Lord of the is like, maybe you could just turn in there. And he goes, but then I'll be stuck there. Still stuck in the same fucking traffic. Still blocking that guy. And the guy's still honking. And he loses it. So he gets out of the car, starts a fight with the guy, punches him once, and then goes, oh, my fucking hand, like that. And then the guy starts kicking off, pushes him over, and then grabs Laura Linney. They take a tumble. Laura Linney gets back up. He gets back up. And Jason Bateman just goes and punches him. And you can see the acknowledgement again of the pain in his hand, the first first punch. But then he just keeps fucking going. And you're just seeing him. And someone has to come and drag him away. And it's the most realistic thing I've ever seen in like a, like a street fight in a film. Like, as he's being pulled away, he lets out the most pitiful kick against the guy's chest as he's being pulled away. Because he's just trying to still fucking hit him as he's being pulled away. And it's the kind of kick you do when, like, someone's going to drag you a meter back. And you're never going to get any fucking tension behind it. You're still just like, I'm touching you on my foot, you dick. Like, that is so good. But yeah, it just it's the kind of thing where I, I think that a lot of actors try and sell the idea of someone's traumatised and, like, they take that first hit and they're like, oh, my hand, oh, no. And then, like, they like they oversell it, they're, like, shaking their hand. They're like, oh, no. And they grab their hand, like, oh, no. In this, he just goes, fuck my hand. And then he, like, goes in for the second hit and you're like, oh, fuck, he just doesn't care anymore. Punch the he? left hand, alternate. He does, he does alternate eventually. He gets a good 20 hits in on this guy. It really fucking kicks the shit out of him. But, um, but yeah, so good. So fucking if you like Better Call Saul, if you like Breaking Bad, if you like any of those crime series, then this is something that I think you really enjoy. It's making me want to rewatch The Sopranos, which is like one of those, again, it's one of those series where you're dealing with shitty people who are already shitty when you start watching it. But there's like, for some reason, they, they're able to build sympathy. It's the charisma of those characters makes you want to watch more. And you're going to watch, um, what was that movie they did? The Sopranos prequel movie. Oh, no, The Many Saints of Newark. Yeah, did no one watch that? No one watched Loads that. of people watched it. I just fucking, I couldn't be bothered. No. I think that my problem is Gabagool. Gabagool. Gabagool! Uh, my problem with watching something like that is that I used to watch Sopranos with my dad and we used to have to wait for the DVD to be released because it would show on HBO in America and then they would release the DVD box set in the UK. <coughs> so... 
every year my dad was buying the new DVD box set. And I remember we started with series one and two because it started like 99 or something like that. Yeah. And it started getting released in the UK like 2002, 2003. And then we had to wait for the new series box sets to come over it. Um, but I still remember watching all of that series. Of them. So yeah, I'm thinking about doing a rewatch because they've released loads of them on Blu-ray because I'm shot on film. Isn't it just on like Amazon Prime or some shit? It's probably on Disney Plus, isn't it? It might be. Might be. <laughs> But yeah, like they've got them all in HD now. Yeah, so you've got HBO Max, haven't you? Yeah. It'll yeah. be on there. That's true. It's going to be on there. And then the other Watch thing... Oz instead. That's what I was going to watch. I was going to watch Oz, Oz was as fantastic. Well. I watched that when Did it was Did you really? On... Yeah, when it first aired, when it was on Channel 4. Because I watched The Wire. I could only watch the first two series, though. Oh, okay. I don't think I've got much further than that. J.K. Simmons is in all of it, isn't he? Yeah, the JK schedule on Channel Hudson. 4 was really weird. Is Ernie Hudson the fucking yeah, he's the prison room? Yeah, prison, the prison guard. Not a guard. He's no. the, um, the guy who runs it, whatever they call him. I can't remember. Yeah. Warden. Warden? Yeah. I'm sure. He busts ghosts. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Because busting makes him feel good. Mm. That, that, apparently that's an amazing series. A bunch though. of um, Klu Klux Klan members come to the prison. Yeah. And he's like, I ain't afraid of no ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> and he gets his ecto finger. <laughs> Do you they're making another Ghostbusters film? Yeah. yeah I don't need too. another Ghostbusters film. I, I, um... I stand by that comic. Like, has like the perfect plot for a Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters film. versus Transformers. That one, yeah. <laughs> the one introduced Ectotron. There's a comic where, like, basically, like, uh, like a shyster style guy who who um, who is like a genius, but is like one of those people that just. Oh, in our shyster, he rips off people's ideas, and he comes up with a way of making it so that instead of it capturing the ectoplasma and the energy of the ghosts, it just explodes it. Oh, but what mean. he doesn't realise is that, like, by exploding it and releasing all those particles, they can eventually come together. They basically start forming, like, a giant, gross, like, Cthulhu-style monster. I think that's a plot of one of the episodes of the cartoon. The Ghost Smashers? There was, um, the Ghostbusters cartoon. There's one where, like, loads of ghosts merge together or some shit. Oh, no, like, this is basically... His idea is that he starts by saying, like, I'll permanently get rid of your ghosts. I won't capture them. I'll kill them. Yeah, but is it woke? <laughs> well, Do they he, inject wokeness the way into that, it? The way that he makes it work is he's basically like the worst version of Venkman that could ever exist. Uh, so instead of hiring like actual like... It couldn't possibly be a worse. Instead of hiring actual scientists, he hires just like big titted like fucking supermodels, puts them in skimpy outfits and goes, we're the new Ghost Smashers! <laughs> and they just has like big titted models who are just exploding ghosts in the New York City area. And people were like... Yeah, I like the Ghostbusters. I like Ghostbusters 2016. Yeah, I like the Ghostbusters. Got some big titty Ghostbusters. Yeah, Mr. McCarthy's got some some big old gazangas. Yeah, <laughs> I want those. What about that Kate McKinnon? She hasn't, but Kate all. McKinnon's very attractive. She's not got the big old. She doesn't need. She them. ain't going to be a ghost smasher. With... Leslie Jones has big boobs. Yeah, they ain't going to be ghost smashers. But no, like so. Yeah, that's the plot of the comic, and then like it turns out, yeah, the Ghostbusters have to help, but they. Because the guy's actually super intelligent, they make it so that... Because, you know, they've got, like, the mayor in their back pocket. They're like, we'll take care of the big ghost problem. And then, like, instead of that guy going to prison, we're just going to hire him to be our lackey. and like, Just kill him, him and bust him. They pay him, like, minimum wage. Yeah. And they just have him working for them. Just <laughs> they make him be a ghostbuster. Kill him and bust like, him. But he uses some of his tech to, like, make traps that work mm. against some other ghosts and stuff. Yeah. Um, one of the... Do you watch the Always Sunny podcast or listen to the Always Sunny podcast? They brought up a really interesting thing the other day. They were like, people say they believe in ghosts, right? And like people always say, like, oh, I saw a ghost and stuff like that. It's like, oh, who was it? And he goes, oh, no, I saw a ghost of a worm. 
It's like, how come nobody ever sees, like, animal ghosts? And then they came up with the idea for an episode, you know, Jerry the Tapeworm <laughs> from Always Sunny, where Frank gets a tapeworm. Mm. They're like, bring him back. And Charlie's got beef with him. He has to sell at school with Jerry the Tapeworm. <laughs> yeah. Those podcasts are actually really fucking funny. They did one for uh, St. Patrick's Day where they just got shit out drunk. Mm. <laughs> they were talking about episodes. And there's like a point where where um, where um, Rob McElhaney is just like, I'm hot. Is anyone else hot? It's like, because you're right near the fire. And go, that fire's real. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, you don't eat shit out drunk because you can't fucking remember the fire's real. Charlie Day's funny as fucking was as well. But yeah, anyway, your review, Anne. No, I'll get a review, do I? Yeah, go for it. I get a review. Right. Big time. Big new thing. In Little China. Yeah. Um, no, I'm just going to do uh, Super Sentai series. Cause... Of course you are. Yeah. Why would you do anything else? Look, it took me a year to watch this. Literally a whole Look, year. Right. If we weren't two Cut white guys slack. talking about Power Rangers, we'd be original. I watched. Finally. <laughs> I started the show on April 23rd, 2021. I know that because my Facebook memories reminded me. And I finished it like a day later this year. Yeah. Like April 24th. Of 25th, whatever. But I watched Gikito Sente Car Ranger. So it's Power Rangers Turbo, right? Yeah, the one with Power Rangers Turbo was yeah, very loosely based I on... I heard car. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's Turbo Ranger as well. That wasn't... Oh, right. Yeah, oh, that was right. years earlier. Kiko Ranger. But um, Gikito Sente Car Ranger, there's an evil race called Bozoku. Okay. Um, or Biker Gang. <gasps> as they get known. The biker boys. They're a whole bunch of rebels that go through the galaxy tearing shit up. They've got this basic this big old shit which is made up of loads of like highways. It's like a mini like a moon with roads Highway all over it. And cars and bikes driving around it all the time. Dangerous. And they hang out in a bar and they're coming to Earth, which they can't pronounce. It's either spelled E A R F or E R R T H. Welcome to Earth. And then he slaps and, Chris Rock in the face. Um they're just gonna cause some havoc. They're going to try and, you know, get the earth out of the way so they can build a highway through there and stuff, which is sort of the plot to Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Um, it's full perfect in there. Full perfect. <laughs> but, um, so the, the alien whose planet has been destroyed in the past by this alien race, he's come to earth and he's using the car magic. There's car magic. There's constellations of cars. And he's going to use that with a bunch of car mechanic people who work in a car mechanic shop. They're not all mechanics. One of them's a salesman. It's a very catch-all shop. One of them's a salesman. One of them's a car designer. One of them fixes cars. The other one's a secretary. And he cons them into becoming a Super Sentai team to help fight the aliens. Um, in a fantastic manner, he basically fakes his death. So they all get riled up and think, we're going to revenge his death. And then they become car rangers and then he's like and then he wakes up he's like cheers for that lads uh if you can keep doing that for another 50 weeks that'd be awesome um and then the show is just really really silly for a whole year Aww. it's fantastic it's absolutely goofy nutball weirdness which leaked through every now and again on power rangers turbo but for some reason they tried really hard to make power rangers turbo a serious series they had to keep shooting loads of stuff to cover up all the weird shit um a little bit horny at times, but, you know, it's a Japanese show from the 90s. It's, you know, it's written by the guy who wrote Robo Maru, and Robo Maru is constantly horny. Wait, and Robo Maru? It's a kid's show about a robot who just basically... Imagine Dennis the Menace if Dennis the Menace was a robot and also an absolute anarchist. Like, absolute troublemaker. Terrible oh, okay. person. The show's got the same attitude. It's all very, like, everyone's just taking the piss. They've always got bad attitudes. 
all sorts of stuff, but in a fun, in a fun way. Um, you know, it's just a hell of a lot of fun. There's a character turns up called Signal Man. He's a robot dude who's, uh, you know, worried about road safety and stuff. So are the car rangers. They worry about road safety. Road safety is their whole thing. Um, and at the end of every episode, they give you a little road safety tip, which is really handy for little kids who are five who can't drive. Um, but yeah, it's just a hell of a lot of fun. Um, personal favourite characters is Zonette. She's um, the girlfriend of the big bad guy, or one of the big bad guys. Stuff happens. And she's an incredibly sexy lady, because at this time in Super Sentai, they always hired like one lady who does like dirty modelling and stuff <gasps> as one of the cast members. So the dads, modeling. So the dads can have someone to look at. I mean, the first episode, she's bent over the table and one of the villains' tongue comes out and tries to lick her ass. <laughs> it's just like, no, licking her ass isn't important right now. Um, she's, she's a sexy lady, but she's got a heart of gold, you find out gradually. She was running away from stuff. She joined in with a bad crowd. And then her sister turns up. Her sister's called Radiator Fan Belt. Because cars. <laughs> oh, I get it. Yeah. yeah. Uh... She's a fan of the car range. She makes her yeah. own costume. And she makes her own mecha. It's a like a Volkswagen that's designed like a cat. <laughs> and it turns into a cat robot and beats the shit out of a monster <laughs> in one episode. Nice. Um, it's pretty great. Um it's constantly just fun. The Red Ranger, like over the course of the series, the team go from being a whole bunch of goofballs who for quite a while they, they're abusing their power as much as possible and they gradually learn how to be heroes and get more serious about everything. It's still really silly, but by the end of it, like the last couple of episodes, they're training really hard. They lose their powers and they have to fight without their powers for a whole episode. Um, so, you know, showing their dedication to saving the world and all this sort of stuff. Whereas at the start of the series, they probably would have just been like, fuck this and go out of there because they're kind of just incredibly lazy at the start of the series. <laughs> Very lazy. Um, trying to avoid work wherever possible. They just want to have fun. And they've got superpowers. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> but by the end of it, they're like training and they're being serious. And they're taking road safety seriously. Much more seriously than they were originally. Um, yeah, it's just a hell of a lot of stupid, goofy fun. Took me a year to watch for some reason. I think because I was watching loads of other stuff and getting distracted and... Watching like two episodes every few weeks. And, and also you're watching every other Super Sentai series. <clears throat> Not every. I was only watching Zenkaiju at the same time. Oh, sorry. Carbon and Rider. I did watch Abba, Abba Ranger partway through. I've only just started. I haven't gone back to Kamen Rider for ages. Um, you know. Been Didn't a while. you review Kamen Rider two weeks ago? No. Yeah, you did. Like That was your first review was Kamen Rider. Oh, Kamen Rider Kuga. <laughs> yeah. But that's the only Kamen Rider show I've oh, watched. Oh, that's in. the only one. Yeah, I haven't watched one. Because the last Kamen Rider show I watched before that was um, one of... No, it was um, Build. I, I'd already seen Build. No, but you watched that movie I watched movie Build for a second for time. Well. What movie thing? You watched that movie thing that they had as well that was the, the one that you said was sold on Blu-ray. The one you were like, they sold it in the cinema as you were going to see it, like it was basically... Oh, like it was like, yeah, movie. random yeah. movie. That doesn't count. It's just random movies. It's more merch for the merch stand, isn't it? It's, that's what all those are. But no, car is a lot of fun. I don't know how they turned it into Power Rangers Turbo. They kept the one where they get baked into a pizza, though. That was quite fun. Um, they they redesigned a bunch of the villains' costumes for the Power Rangers Turbo because they were a bit too scary, even though it's like you know silly and cartoony. Mm. Um, like the idea of the goofy stuff in this, the villains discover they can make themselves giant by eating potato yoktan, which is like a like a potato snack thing. It's like yeah. a chewy potato snack. Um, that they have in Japan they find out if they eat that they grow into giants and the first time one of the monsters grows into a giant he gets all um, self-conscious about his belly button stink 
because he's got bigger and now his stinky belly button is way worse because he's giant. And he just gets really self-conscious about it and tries to hide it. Nice. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's the whole thing. Goes on for two episodes. They made that a two-parter. Um, that's the level of show we're dealing with here. Um, but uh, it's a hell of fun. Some nice stuff. Like, every single monster has a moving mouth. That is... For Super Sentai, yeah. in 1990-something, that's, like, super that's impressive. That's pretty incredible, yeah. Yeah, every single one of them. Like, they don't consistently work, but... <laughs> They try their best. And They're it's always just, synced up. They're like the devil yeah. from Spawn. They, um, <laughs> they accidentally let a cockroach eat some of the potato jelly stuff at the oh, start yeah. of the series. He turns into a full-size monster. Yeah. And he's just just hanging out in the background all the time. He's in the bar every episode, just hanging out with all the other monsters. Survives the whole show. Just this cockroach, they accidentally grew big. Then do like a metamorphosis thing where he's yeah. like, what am I? He never becomes the monster of the week. He never gets involved in the fights. He's just chilling out there. Every now and again, they'll like get him to do a task. But he's just like hanging out. Zonet's friend. To be fair, I'd probably end up being friends with him. But I love that's one of my favourite gags in Super Sentai when they do that when something tiny gets made big and it just turns into a regular size thing. There's an episode of Q Ranger where there was like a there was like an inner space thing when it was inside someone's body, the monster was. And when it grew it just turned into a regular size monster and they just beat him up again. Which is funny. <laughs> they did the whole shot where it's like low angle, just like, ah, my monster's grown and all this sort of stuff. And then it just cuts to a shot of him and he's like the same size as everyone else. <laughs> just like, oh, okay. Finally, my giant mo- Oh, shit. Yeah. He's like 6'1". Didn't, didn't work out. He's a bit taller than everyone else. You know, Gekko Sentai Car Ranger, hell of a fun. I think if you don't like Car Ranger, you probably don't like Super Sentai because it is like, it's every single element of Super Sentai ramped up to 11. But it's it not really like Gearhead style shit. It's like pretty simplistic car style stuff. The cars are giant. Well, yeah, that. the combination sequence is freaking amazing, which they used in Power Rangers. They recreated the entire car combined sequence for that Power Rangers Turbo movie. Like when they did that, they they there was reshot a the entire thing. pirate ship in that movie. <clears throat> yeah, because yeah, they had a pirate ship ship handy. They, they drove could film their on cars it. onto. They had a pirate ship for an afternoon, they so drove they filmed their cars onto it. Yeah, but they that was impressive because the car the car sequence where all the cars combined, they all skidding around and they like locking into position and pff, like. Yeah. Um, it's quite cool, but then they redid it for Power Rangers Turbo on a higher budget, and then didn't use that higher budget version in the show. No, they used the old like, version. You had it shot; it was there. You just used the. You could have widescreen. <laughs> That's the problem. It looked so much better. It's widescreen. I mean, it looks good in the original show, but uh, they <laughs> just cut the sides of the. <clears throat> Look at it. There's a great one where the Mecha in in Car Ranger. Um, they keep getting bashed up and damaged and stuff, so they just like force two different sets of mecha together to make one new one. Oh, and it's nice. the only time it appears, but it's kind of fun having like the legs from one mecha and the body, yeah. upper body from the other one, because they're just getting desperate. It's the only time it appears in one episode, doesn't become a regular thing. I read that, um, you remember that, that Power Rangers Shattered Dimension thing? I read that <coughs> in the end. Such a long comic, so many issues to it. Um, but goddamn, it's cool. I'd like to see that concept in like a Super Sentai thing. One they day. did a Power Rangers episode that was basically like an abridged Shattered Dimension mm. thing. Um, well, it wasn't like... no, It wasn't very good. It was very yeah. quick, but they didn't even do Lord Draken. But I think they're going to save... I reckon they'll do Lord Draken on TV eventually because um, the current Power Rangers shows are putting a lot of background lore in and interlinking the oh, series. Okay. So, so I it. think they're they're planning to do Draken on the next I anniversary. I just love the idea of like a Power Rangers vampire just like draining everyone's power and becoming <clears> more and more incredibly... Like powerful, and yeah. then, like the only way to stop him is by having like the fucking the rest of the Power Rangers that it gets are there increasingly pointy forms. Yeah, um, no, I want to read that new one. They've done the Godzilla versus Power Rangers, although 
they someone put a whoever's writing it put a line of dialogue in there where they have Trini going, "Oh, good job he was wearing his seatbelt. Could have been a lot worse." Keep in mind that you know the actress who played Trini died in a car crash and wasn't wearing her seatbelt. Even I know. Yeah, you'd think the people writing this comic would be aware, and I'm assuming they would be aware. And would not write a line like that in this, the comic. This is what you find out. Like the rest of the comic <coughs> is just Asian slurs. <laughs> like, but no, Car Ranger, hell of a lot of fun. <coughs> I don't know it's going to be. It's one of those ones that's going to be up in the top tiers. Yeah, just because it's just goofy good times. Um, and you know, I just like it. And the episode of Go Kaija from years later, which was based on, which was the Car Ranger callback episode. Yeah, that was fucking hilarious. That's the, that's the episode that made me. Fall in love with Gokaya because the Car Ranger one was friggin' hilarious. It wasn't and now I finally watched the series that you watched before that. No, Gokaya no. was the first series I watched. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, there you go. Because that was the one where they ref- it's every previous Sentai turns up well, in one I'm capacity. glad that we're reviewing the same sort of calibre of TV show yeah. on this. Well, Car Ranger's very special. Ozark, Super Sentai. <laughs> they go hand in hand. So I thought that was the, what, the one I watched before Car Ranger was O Ranger, which is yeah. the one before it. Yeah. I watched them in order. I don't want to watch that. I'm watching Carmen Rider Ghost now, so that's my that's my new casual when I feel like it. And I'm also watching Don Brothers every week, and Don Brothers is fucking amazing. What's Don Brothers? It's the current Super Sentai series, and it's like completely different tone and style to all of them. Yeah, it's shot like a melodrama. Every character has like narration and voiceover. The team haven't don't know who's in their team yet. Have you ever watched Sweet Home? Yeah, the um, yeah the horror film. Yeah, the horror film. Yeah, yeah. I've never watched it. I played the game as well. I've played the game. I've played never the game completed in Japanese. the game. The game's fucking difficult. Yeah, I've never completed the game, but I've mm. played the game. I haven't watched the, the film. The music goes... And the fucking the Hoover noise is just... Alright. Car yeah. Ranger. Cool. Good fun. That's very cool. Car Ranger. Yeah. That's how they pose. Oh, right. So that's been Crit Apocalypse episode 185. I've been Matt. That's been Anne. You can find Anne at Mellow Gaming on YouTube and Reacting Sentai Yopper Ranger and Anne's Box. You can't find Reacting Sentai Yopper Ranger. And you can find Anne at Toei LV censored me. They cancelled me. He was so popular. I got cancelled by Toei. to take him down. <laughs> you also find him at Mellow Game. No, you can find him at LV54 Space Monkey on Twitter and um, also on Chatterbait. You can find him as Wild Wheels Hat on Twitter. And on uh, Amigo, right? Bebo. Bebo. Yeah. And you can find me at Crit Apocalypse everywhere. Um, That's where we're all going now, isn't it? Now Elon's... Uh, everyone seems to think Elon Bebo. Musk has brought Twitter. He hasn't yeah, yet. He has not yet, no. I think he's going to back out. I think he's going to... I think he's trying to... Like, it's like we were talking about last time. He's trying to do a pump and dump, but it's not going properly. Because yeah. he's, he's sold some of his stocks in Tesla to cover off the costs of Twitter. Because, uh, yeah, because he's thinking that he's going to invest. The problem is, there's loads of like websites. Like, I still have Parler. I don't Why? use it. Why? I don't know. They're probably skimming all your freaking data and freaking... Well, it's not real anyway. I'm a truck driving USA guy. <laughs> I just love Trump in America. And, uh, and I love asking questions that everybody else is too afraid to ask. Um... But no, I uh, I sell parlor, and every so often, like I get like all parlor is now is the owners trying to do crypto schemes, 
It's like, you can own a Melania Trump NFT. I've seen a bunch of um, random people who've been banned from Twitter in the past, like, making accounts, trying to get back on. Yeah. Thinking they'll be allowed back Tommy on. Tommy Robinson Elon's tried it. Yeah. Gla- Is it Graham- Roger Stone as well? Yeah, Roger, uh, and Graham Linehan tried yeah. it again. All got blocked. Yeah, Graham Linehan tries it, like, every week, though. He's so desperate to get he back on there. He has loads of sock puppets. Yeah. He's also, uh, he's also so transphobic and awful... But at the same time, just so generally awful that the lesbians hate him now. <laughs> Good. He can't even. Like, what's he going to say next? He's going to be like, I can't believe they're betraying women <laughs> like that. Did you? Did Only you, Graham Linehan's a real. Did you see uh, what, ally to women? You know, Anita Sarkeesian, hmm. and like he had that little like Anita Sarkeesian said like trans women are women, and like we defend the rights of our LGBTQ community. And his unhinged response was, I defended you all through Gamergate just to have you do this to me. <laughs> and someone kept posting that. And there was a bunch of his sock accounts that were like, he has a good point, doesn't he? It's like, no. <laughs> no, he was just, he was. He's so divorced, isn't he? He's, him and Elon Musk are just like the ultimate divorced man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot Elon, Elon Musk has become a turf because. <laughs> Because Grimes is dating Chelsea Manning. <laughs> it's like when Elon, Elon Musk's dick is so shit that <laughs> you got to date someone without one just to cleanse yourself of that experience. When someone just tweets, she's not going to come back to you, Elon, no matter how much you spend. <laughs> He's the first person blocked off Twitter. That's the problem. He'll be, he'll be, Elon will be like, I just want to buy the company, block that one guy, and then I'll sell it back to you. <laughs> Oh, he's such a fucking knob. All right, anyway, that's been Crit Apocalypse, episode 185. As always, stay warm, stay loved, stay happy. Um, and if you can, pop out to the cinema and see a little indie movie called Doctor Strange in the, in the Mouth of Madness. Multiverse of Madness. In the Mouth of Madness, starring Sam Neill. Well, everything everywhere all at once is out the week after. Is it? Yeah, it's out it's the 13th. It's finally coming out in the UK? Yeah. I might buy that. I might just rent it if because it'll probably be released on rent on yeah, the same time. Well, Curzon Film mm. might be coming to the UK, the streaming channel. Oh, there's already Curzon Cinemas. Yeah, I know, but they've got a streaming channel in the Are US, they? and yeah. they've got some really good films. It's Mubi over here, isn't it? No, because Mubi's the free one, ad supported. Is it? Yeah, there's yeah. Um, there is Artificial Eye. I think is a channel on Amazon. And so know. is Arrow and stuff like that. Arrow have a really good streaming presence on, on Amazon. Um, but they've got a lot of films that you still need to pay for. Anyway, uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once um, will be a fantastic companion piece to your second viewing of Doctor Strange 2 in the Mouth of Madness, starring Sam Neill. Sam Neill and the guy who played Vigo the Carpathian. What? From Ghostbusters 2. It's Mountain of Madness. In the Mouth of Madness. In which a publish publicist finds out that Stephen King might be the devil. He is. And then he tears the page open. Yeah. And then Sam Neill goes, Ah, my wife's fucking a tentacle monster. Technically she is. Mm. There's a tentacle monster that in. And possession. There's a tentacle monster in Doctor Strange. In the Mouth of Madness, in yeah. Gargantus. In, in the Mouth of Madness. Not Shumagorath. Well, Gargantus is actually... Because they don't have the rights to... Yeah, and also Gargantus is an actual yeah. thing from the Marvel comics. Nah, it's just a lesser known one. Well, I think it's so they can kill it. Yeah, because they can't use Shumagorath. Well, no, but like Shumagorath is like a proper villain. Yeah, but they're not owned by Marvel because yeah, someone... No, but like, what I'm saying is, 
if they wanted to buy the rights to Shumagorov, they probably could just buy the rights to Shumagorov and use it. But I think that they want to make it like a big kill in the beginning. It's the same of the film. thing as a load of the there's loads of Transformers characters that can't be used because the Marvel Comics writers knew that if they put them in the Marvel Comics first, they couldn't use then the Marvel would own them. Oh, so they would put the characters in other comics they did for UK press. Yeah, so that when they just redrew them and put them in. The Marvel comics, Marvel couldn't lay claim to them because they'd already put them in something else. Oh, nice. There's um, Circuit Breaker and like a couple other characters. Oh, because it was ADW, wasn't it, at the time? No, it was, it was, um, death, it was stuff like they put they put a character in 2000 AD or something. Oh, right, cool. And like, you know, just because they had freelance rights <laughs> yeah. to create their own characters for the things. But if they created them in the Marvel comic, Marvel would own them. But if they created them somewhere else, then somewhere but it's else their is. own intellectual property then. So they could put it in the Marvel comic because it's their own property. Oh, I wonder how much they make from that. Yeah, they wouldn't make much. Death, that's why Death's Head's such a nightmare because someone put it in a Marvel comic first and then Death's Head's owned by Marvel oh. and they can't put him in Transformers, which sucks because Death's Head was really associated with Transformers in the 80s yeah. in the comics. Oh, yeah. that's a shame. Anyway, that's been Creative Apocalypse. Uh, as always... Jared Leto fucks kids, allegedly. Why do you, why are you obsessed with how many people fucking kids? You're just I just like to call out the paedophiles in our world, you know. Yeah, but it's a bit of a downer to end on. Oh, okay. Um, Jared Leto fucks kids, question mark? <laughs> that up in tone doesn't make like, it any less. I mean, like, you're confused as to whether or not you're sad or... like You said it's a downer note, so why not end it on a neutral note? <laughs> You went on a high note. You went I'm up. On a your high tone note. went up. All right, Jared Leo fucks kids. <laughs> Question mark. He's still bitter about all how all the films he was in, like in the early two thousands, he got mutilated or beat the shit up of really in the film, didn't he? Yeah, and they were only the they were the only good ones. And he was only just like tiny little roles. Yeah, get his face punched in by Tyler Durden. Well, he was good in... Um... Oh, spoilers. Edward Norton's character. Um, <laughs> beat him up. Not Tyler Durden. Wasn't Tyler Durden. <laughs> guys, guys. I think spoilers. we got away with it. Spoilers for Fight Club. 24-year-old movie. 23. Came out in Yeah, but... November 99. It's 2022. 23 years old. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. But it's funny when Jared Leto got his face punched. It is really fucking funny. Yeah. Do you know what's even funnier? When he gets his arm cut off He's in Requiem for a Dream. He's a 50-year-old man yeah. who was playing a 33-year-old man in Morbius. And he is so bloated and clearly 50 in that movie that when they cut back to 25 years later, it made me laugh so much that other people laughed because I was laughing about how, how old he is. Mm. I went, he'd be 25, and then burst out laughing at other people in the cinema started laughing. I was, I was like, he's clearly 50. He'd be 25. Oh, Pace Pop Pete, the movie's coming out soon. From Sony Pictures. <laughs> I left the cinema. As I was leaving the cinema with T, I did say, I turned around and went, when it went 25 years earlier and it cut to Jared Harris, I was like, oh, Jared Harris is playing a bit, bit younger than normal. Jared Harris, an actor who is, who is almost the same age as Jared Leto, is the same in the past as he is in the present in that movie. I'm still not going to watch it. <laughs> I'll sort of Venom 2 again. Yeah. Venom. People say Venom 2's not good. I like Venom 2. Venom 2's a lot of fun. And also, I like the fact that in the it's end... It's over in 85 minutes. I like the fact that at the or end... Or 80 minutes. I don't think he barely even makes it to 85 minutes. I like, at the end, they've got the fucking... They don't have the um, the fiancé character of Michelle Williams die. Instead, he genuinely helps out. Yeah. He's got fire. <laughs> he does the fire thing. 
And then he does the bell, and like he actually helps defeat Carnage. Good on him. He wasn't needed. The, the sound lady there. Oh, yeah, no, he wasn't needed at all. But Someone like, else could have banged something, could have brought a, a Beats boombox in, could have got some product placement just, there. It was nice that he got involved. Yeah, nicely tried. Yeah, Stephen Graham's in that movie. He's, he might be the villain in the next one. Oh, yeah, Venom 3 got announced. Yeah. How did we not talk about Venom 3 getting Who cares? Who cares? I'm going to click stop. Can right. I click stop now? Yeah. Knock, uh, knock, got the demons at the door. Venom! Do you remember when uh, Eminem came out two years ago on the uh, Oscars stage and just fucking started blasting, blasting uh, music and uh, did a whole set? Do you remember that? And then this year, Chris Rock got slapped in the face before the in memoriam section. Uh, next year they can put Will Smith's career on that <laughs> maybe we're not getting bright too now Anne. and you're acting like life is fine we weren't still. getting bright too anyway <laughs> Max Landis was going to do a comeback <laughs> it's him Jared Leo Jimmy Savile can you stop now the sex offender club he's doing the Epstein documentary it's all been method acting Jared Lee has been method acting for 50 years to play Epstein. <laughs> That's why he got caught on an island. Oh, fuck, it all makes sense. <sighs> Boris Johnson fucks kids. Let's do this. Let's end this. Stop going about paedophilia right. every episode. Right. Are you obsessed? Right. I'm obsessed with calling him <laughs> out. Call him out. Just saying, you know, after a point, you, you keep accusing people too much. Oh, people in glass houses shouldn't fuck kids. Yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Yeah. A glass house is just a greenhouse. That's where you put your flowers. Well, but if you don't have, like, dirt on the floor... You don't put dirt on the floor, you put them on shelves. They're pots. Like, no, but sometimes you get dirt on the floor. No. You have, like, grow bags. No, that's where yeah. slugs come in. No, because you've Can got a door. Stop now? Go stop it. I've seen slugs. Door. The slugs get the guy in the greenhouse. I've seen slugs. Oh, the old lady turns around. She goes, she goes like, I'm not feeling too... She's got slugs. Yeah. Almost like ticks. Yeah, which stopped, brings us back to Will Smith because Colton is in ticks. No, it brings you back to when you had a tick on your leg. I had a tick on my leg not long ago. Yeah, exactly. Can we press stop now? Yeah. Fucking, I've got to edit this. Bye. Bye, everyone.